emotional. Thank you. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry yet. I'll cry at the end. I want to tell you what I did yesterday. Yesterday, I signed autographs with Pete Rose. I got, well, I started to have a couple drinks with Dennis Rodman. I called Charles Barkley. Some girl told me I couldn't call Darius Rucker, so I called Darius. I talked to Lawrence Taylor, too. Do you know why? Because I was the NWA champion. And they all grew up. That's why the NWA, no matter what anybody says, thinks, or wants to try and prove to somebody, will never be gone. Because of people like you, and as long as I'm alive, I won't let you forget it. Now, I'm going to go back because this was my home. I lived and died. No. I lived and died to be in St. Louis. Now, let me entertain you. I got to give you a story here. You've all heard it. I got to say thank you to some people. And I asked Mr. Corrigan, I said, I said, can I have a minute to speak? He said, you're Ric Flair, you can do what you want. I haven't heard, I haven't heard that in a long time. So let me do this. I want to thank my beautiful wife, Wendy. For every time I fell down, she picked me up. Just like Triple H picked me up, just like Sean picked me up, just like Tiger picked me up, just like Austin picked me up, just like everybody. Vince McMahon, I love you. Thank you. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. And you know what? Vince McMahon's not going to watch this, but he's going to hear about it. He's going to say, Ric Flair's back where he belongs with anybody who wants to be with on a given night. That I have deserved that right. And Hunter, thank you for every time you told me that I was Ric Flair to go out and be the best I could be. Because I let myself down night after night. He would not give up. But he didn't care about my WCW run. Hunter grew up on the NWA. And guess what's hanging in his office? Not the WWE belt, but the NWA belt he bought from me. And Shawn Michaels, who carried me at the age of 59 through WrestleMania. Thank you again. Taker. Taker, who carried me at WrestleMania. Thank you. Steve Austin, who every time I'm with, asked me to tell him an NWA story. What like this? What was Harley really like? Right. 
Ricky? Ricky? Yeah. Ricky, I'm going to give you a Harley race. Let's be at the keel, okay? Harley. Ricky, tonight you're going to catch one on Brody whether he likes it or not. Okay, Harley. <laughs> you go tell Brody. I walk over to Brody. I go, Frank, what do you want to do? I'll get with you later on. Harley, <laughs> what did Brody say? <laughs> said he'd get with me later on. <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> we got to go an hour tonight, man, and we did. But the list of people, I mean, I want you to think about this. In this very hotel, I wrestled Dick the Bruiser. Harley Race. Terry Funk. Dory Funk, Jack Briscoe, Ted DiBiase, Baron Von Raschke, Black Jack Lanza, name it, I wrestled him here. And if you start with every big star from Hulk to Stone Cold to Hunter to Sean, take it, run down the list. You know what they grew up on? The NWA. And that's why they respect the brand and they respect me. Because they know that I went to work. They know that on Friday, I wrestled an hour in Columbus, Ohio. Caught the first plane to make Atlanta TV. Did two shows in Atlanta. Caught a jet to wrestle somewhere else for an hour. To get on a plane to fly in here to make St. Louis TV. another plane thrust another hour and to get drunk all night long yeah. hell yeah that's what being the world champion did you think that I'm the only world champion that's been divorced I don't think so <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> hey Sam Mushnick with a great payoff. Your main event at the Keel, you got $6,000 cash. By the time I got done with the landing, through the St. Louis, over to Delta, I might have had 1,200 bucks. And then I got a shoe shine and gave the guy a $200 tip. Then I probably gave a bartender on the way to the gate another hundred dollars tip. You know why? Because I was the NWA world champion. And everybody knew how hard I worked. You know, here's my world now. And I want you to think about this. I'm bragging because I'm happy. And so is Vince McMahon, so is Tony Khan, Billy Corgan, wrestling, they're wrestling, we need brands. There's a lot of guys that want to wrestle that can't be in WWE. A lot of guys can't wrestle, can't be in AEW. 
They can come here now. They can be part of this. And you know what's nice about me? Is I can be here tonight, fly to Chicago, go see Steve McMichael tomorrow, and have a drink with Tony Khan Thursday night. And sit in the front row and watch Chris Jericho, who watched me, Russell Bockwinkle, for an hour in Winnipeg as the NWA champion. He never forgotten it. And as for you guys, the greatest fans, I want to make it very clear. Well, no, 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 no. I love you, but I want to make it clear. I went from being this, knowing I was so good, to getting my hair cut, almost put the earring on, buried in the desert, head shaved, back on nitro, last match, I wore a shirt, I looked like crap, Sting had a bad shoulder, and I did a great match, Vince insisted, now you're gonna wrestle. I said, I looked like crap, he said, Russell, it's you. So, so then the next day, Jim Ross called me. He said, hey, you want to come to work? I said, man, God, when? I didn't hear from him for a year, and my life was over. Because I knew that I had gone out far less than what I had come in as. Because when you walk in this town, this isn't Madison Square Garden, but damn it, it's St. Louis, Missouri. And if you were... And then Vince called, and Vince said, you'll never have to wrestle, just talk. Well, within six months, he had me wrestling. He lied. And then Hunter said, how about wrestle Undertaker? Okay, really, I'm scared to death. Take it right here. Can you make it this time, kid? Whoop, yep, we did. Thank you, Taker. Thank you, Hunter Sean. I want to thank Randy Orton and his dad. Shout out. I wanted Randy to break my record until the queen went 12. That's only four away. So here's to the queen. Here's to my other daughter, Megan, my son, David. They all, they all live the nightmare of having the NWA world champion of the father. I'm sorry. I can't make up for it, but tonight, all I can do is tell you, Billy Corgan, thank you so much for calling me. When I got the call, when I got the call, I thought they wanted me to have a title shot with Nick. Oh yeah. Then they saw me in the ring with Manny chopping away. Oh yeah. Feeling good. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> but he just said, Rick, I just need you to talk. And okay, I can do that. Hell, I would have done it for nothing. He still paid me. I know I'm running long. Just want to say thank you. Really. No. Thank you. I hope I shout out everybody. Wendy, I know my phone will be blowing up. I love you, baby. Hey, 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm thanking every one of you fans, thanking every wrestler, doesn't matter what company they're in, that remembers me, has treated me fairly, and has given me the respect that the NWA, WWE, gave to me. Thank you. God bless you, NWA! Hey, this is Colt Cabana, and you're listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil J. and that pain in the ass, Choppy. What kind of name is Choppy? Ugh. Your shows, your entertainment, and your This is Rant and Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media. Is that an accept? He definitely is accept. Oh. <laughs> he sounds like, sound like a German like Bruce Lemmy. Springsteen. Yeah, I don't remember him sounding like Lemmy. He sounds like a German Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, episode 420. Smoke him if you got him. 420 of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. It is Friday, and you know what that means. <laughs> Another shitty fucking podcast. We are back. We're live this time. We're live, pal. We're live, live. We're live, live. Not live tape. Not live, live on the tape. And we're live on Rant, Rant EM Radio, Rant Entertainment Media, part of the Shining Wizards Network, part of Dog Satellite Media. I am Phil. And I'm Jay. And yes, yes. You know what that means. Uh, it's it time. It's time. Um, all right. So uh, it's it's been, it's been a deal, man. What's up, everybody in the chat room? Should we say hello to everybody in the chat room? We should say hello to everybody in the chat room. Give the shout out. Let's say, say hello to, oh, Mr. Rob Domingo's in there. He's doing flips and shit. Doing flips and shit. Miss Shaylin's in the room. Fuck you. I think I see my cousin Richie. I'll talk about him in a second. Anybody seen Richie? 
What's the name? Mr. Matt Squires. Matt, we we know uh, 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 we, we need a soundbite for Matt. You, Matt. S- you sent you sent that to me. I was fucking dying. Yeah, Matt. Thank you for putting our faces on the Rock and Roll Express. Maybe I, you know, I I don't know. Would Ricky Morton get laid if he had my face on? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the eighties. Yeah, and also Jay's glasses still couldn't help uh, Robert Gibson's eye. By the way, <laughs> so hello to everybody. Everybody, thank you for hanging out with us tonight in the chat room. Uh. All right, so you were on vacation. I, I was I was on staycation. Jay was actually on vacation. Yeah. Uh, before the fucking madness here in the Northeast, you know, two, 48 hours ago, um, and Jay, uh, Jay's <laughs> he's not even rested. He's like, ugh. Yeah. You know, when do you go back to work? Tuesday. Tu- oh, so do I. Okay. Yeah, so, all right, so you, got couple, you got a couple more days. All right. Yeah, I got a couple of days. It, it's it's fine. Like you know, after the the hurricane here, you know, uh, anybody in the Northeast knows that you know. Like I guess apparently we're like Florida. I guess we get a hurricane season now. So I mean, all right. So we got the we got the the the, the last breath of Hurricane Ida. By the way, Pe- anybody in the South, man, people, our, our fans in, in New Orleans, please, uh, I will throw some prayers out to you guys. There was a couple of deaths out there too. Um, that whole region, mid South too. You guys, we have fans out there, so we, you know, shout out to you guys. Uh, we're thinking about you. We have you in our prayers, but. Uh, we get the blunt end of it. So now the deal with the deal with New York, right? It's now time to get those turnbuckle throwback sham wows on our website. There you go, <laughs> sham wow. <laughs> so, so we got literally. I, I'm no. I am no fucking. Uh, what's that? Who's that? Out. I'm. I'm no Al Roca. I can tell yeah. you that. You, you know, know? Uh, Lonnie. Lonnie Quinn. I'm not Lonnie Quinn. So we literally got um, a, almost eight inches of rain. In, in a three-hour span. Basically, what that means is we got about three months' worth of rain in a matter of hours, basically, all right? If you talk to a meteorologist, who who has the best job in the world, by the way? Because a meteorologist can fucking can, t- can lie, basically, and still have his job. Yeah, it's amazing. If I lie, I can kill somebody. <clears throat> if Jay lies, don't get the trash, all right? Yeah. So, so, all right. So now, the, the we, we literally started... I'm at, I'm at Steph's house for dinner. I was telling Jay this on pre-production. I'm at Steph's house. I went to dinner because I was home. I was home this week, and I like, it, it, the wind picked up. Yeah, and I was like, it didn't sound like anything. All of a sudden, my phone's going off. Her phone's going off. It's like there's videos of like cars and highways and byways under fucking water. Her fan, her parents got water again the second time in like two weeks. Uh, but they're in that part of the fucking island where it's like you know the flood zone. I automatically throw a choppy because him and Bree. Moved over there. Or over there, off of Father Cap. Was it Father Cap or one of those? Yeah, yeah. off of Father Capitano. So, but the, even even if they're even though they're on a high rise uh, house, those that area gets that area is still that area is still fucked up from Sandy. Oh yeah. So I texted them. I didn't hear from Choppy right away, but Choppy did. Choppy and Bree both got back to me the next day. Told me they were okay. Um, and then all of a sudden, like the transit system shut down. And all of a sudden, like it got shut down. They didn't even shut. They didn't even shut it down. They, they got shut down. You know, like you know, things are bad here on Staten Island when they close off. There's two levels of the Verrazano Bridge. If they close the top level, it's for two reasons: one, because of fog; two, because of a wind. wind. Okay, you ain't wind. And I'm talking about now. Now we're getting videos of subway stations getting literally. Like looks like an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. Look like he pulled a, a, the statue off the fucking gimmick, and like he slid off that that one from Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's what it looked like, right? 
So live feeds cutting in and out like Bruiser Brody. I again, I'm sorry guys. It's fucking Facebook. I want me to tell you. I apologize. I don't know what to tell you. I, I wish I could. In and out like Brody. Yeah. So uh, so I'm sorry. It is what it is. I can't fix it. The fact that we're live is uh, on on Facebook is 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 is, is a is a given. We're here. Yeah, we're here. <clears throat> um. So now all of a sudden it's fucking. It's like the entire city is shut down like it's a snowstorm. And I'm saying, and all I kept saying was, "Thank God, thank God, I did not go to fucking work. Yeah, I would have gotten home. Yeah, the entire transit system was shut down. Then, so now, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Now, now, I can't. Now, I live a mile from where I was, and there's no way I'm walking home. So, almost a mile and a half, I think, or something like that. So now I'm trying to get an Uber. That was a fucking gimmick. I finally get an Uber an hour and a half later, an hour and change later, and I was telling Jay. The, the route the, the driver took, the, and he had to go around because if there was if he would have made a right instead of a left, there were literally cars underwater. I was talking to Lou from the Star Wars podcast and uh, Ghetto Geek Squad, and Lou was saying that his bro- my, my boy Jason, his brother, is his whole his whole basement shot, um, and then his his sister in law, uh, also shot done Dunsies. Their, their car underwater shot. Wow. People's car. People just got out of their fucking cars and swam home. Basically, yeah. It's basically, and I'm not even. I'm not even exaggerating. New York can't handle that. My mother. I was. My mother was asking me the other day, why? Why can't New York get it? You know why New York can't can't handle it? Because the infrastructure is over 100 years old. They can't. We. You know. They don't adapt to what, the climate change. It was built before the flood. The major flood. Before, built before the flood. Right. <laughs> so I was like, all right. It is what it is. So now the next day, uh, it was. By the way, it it dropped. The weather is amazing. Yeah. It was. It went from night. It went from ninety and eight feet of fucking water to seventy five, sixty sixty at night. And it's like actually, it was a breeze outside the last forty eight hours. We so. actually had the windows open today in the house. Windows open right now. You're comfortable, right? Yeah. So I don't have to put the air on, which is dope. Save me a couple of beans, you know. So it was that kind of deal. Uh, I didn't do much either. Well, Jay was uh, Jay was away at a really cool place. Yeah, I uh, went. I went camping last week. Um, it was hot as hell. Um, it was <laughs> interesting to say the least. Had a great time. Uh, you know the kids. The kids really love it. It's amazing to see. Uh, you know, you you do something as a kid and. Something is, and you don't realize how timeless it is, but like, you know, just something as simple as just roasting marshmallows and, and stuff like that, you know, we're in a different generation now. It's, it's great to see, <clears throat> excuse me, like, you know, t- uh, the kids, you know, they're nine and five and they're, they're all about iPad, cell phone, games, YouTube, you know, it, to me, I call it, it's instant gratification. They don't know what it's like. The idea of sitting in the backseat of the car and, and waiting on for the radio and waiting for your song to come on, like that that patience is gone. Everything has to be done now. Yep. Um, it, it's it's nice to really kind of just go back and just kind of like, uh, when's dinner going to be ready? It's like, well, I'm getting the fire started, so I don't know, about three hours? <laughs> you know? Like yeah, it, yeah. And it's it, it, there's something about it. The kid the kids really enjoyed it. Um, and, and then we went to Villa Roma uh, this past Monday, which was, thank God... Good weather, um, nothing like it was here. For those who don't know, Villa Roma is like a, a resort 
up upstate New York. Yeah, I used to go up there every year from uh, EMS conventions. Yeah, it's and it's and it's stuck in like the 1990s, which it was is actually, actually banned really from, cool. It was actually banned in one year. Right. Not me, my my whole crew, not just me. Oh, just partying. Yeah, we can't talk about that in here. So, <laughs> but, statute um, limitations or something like that. They. Uh, it was it's great pools and everything I, I, absolute family um you know family environment uh they have comedians there there was a comedian he was hilarious um but it was a lot of fun came back yesterday you know and then to the, like the destruction i had a, ended up having a flat tire there and <laughs> on wednesday and so that was my that was my day on Thursday. But then you know my sister, same thing. She was she was hit hard with the flood. Jesus, yeah, Jay told me yesterday. And uh, you know, and same same thing. You know, my buddy today, my buddy Hannon, who, who's probably listening. Hey, Sophia. Uh, hey, hey. <clears throat> he uh, you know literally got there to his house today. He's just cutting up rug and just throwing it out. It's it's a sight to see. It's amazing to think of uh, you know and a necessary necessity that is water, but also how fucking deadly it is. Like, I came home, and I live on a basement level of my apartment building, my complex here, and the water was up to my door. Literally up to the door where my doorknob is. That's where, and I have a rug. In, I, I have, like, a, a rug in front of my door so I can wipe, wipe my feet and my guests can come in. I don't have much, but I want to keep it nice, right? So I, you know, that that night, that the next day, I... That it, I, I opened the windows. I didn't want to go out because it was still fucking flooded out. I actually Instacarted some milk and bread. Everybody was like, oh, you're panicking, right? Because so, AA messaged me. He's like, you gonna, you, how's your swimming skills? I'm like, dude. <laughs> I said, I'm not even exaggerating. I, I, I ran a milk, and Steph went to Lancaster last week and got me bread. Yeah. But the bread was so fresh, it went fucking moldy on me. Yeah. So I had no bread, and I had no I had no milk, and I had brand new cereal, and I wanted to make a fucking sandwich. Yeah. So now I, I Instacarted that shit, and all of a sudden I heard a shop vac. My my, my, my super's wife came and collected the rent at the same <laughs> They thought they were swift. Like, we'll clean the hallway. Yeah. And oh, we'll, by the way, we're and here. And by the way, we're here for the rent. Yeah. It was September 1st, but it is, it is what it is. <laughs> right? Yeah, Matt. Matt says to tell two cities. You guys underwater. The entire state of California is on fire. Those fucking forest fires have been going on for way too long, man. Yeah. They got to take care of that shit, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That state's too big and too rich to be doing that shit. I'm, it's not a politic thing. It's the fucking. It's nonsense. I'm sorry. You you can't. You, you got. They got to put some more manpower on 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 those civil servants, man. They got to put some more po- fucking people out. Well, like people in people in power are probably too busy lining their pockets to fucking. That's sell true it out. too. Our city. Was built for weather disaster, Shannon, but back in like 1928. Yeah. So, so it's like the, the the climate change. We're not supposed to get hurricanes. Well, that's like that's like um, you know Sandy, you know, which is nine years ago next month. Um, you know, in in Manhattan, there, there's on the Lower East Side. There's there's a you know South Street and Cherry Cherry Street. It's right underneath the FDR. And my old garage is there. It's the only reason why I know this is and and the water went up. To it went you know about two blocks and yeah. and it's just like well why why did that happen well come to find out when it was built like they added those streets on afterwards like that's where the the water actually used to go so I don't know you know like these storm surges they they are be I don't know you know climate change whatever the case may be uh this these storm surges are happening <laughs> a little bit more frequent. You know, but but also you got to remember too. There's a lot of there's 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 a lot more stuff here, so it looks like it's a lot more damage. Um, there's a yeah, lot more because, houses. Yeah, a lot more houses. There's 14 million people that live here. Yeah. Okay. Count, counted for, by the way. Yeah. Not the illegals. We don't count the illegals in that. Mm-hmm. That's that's a, that's a, that's an official tally. We got about 14 million people. 
So, I mean, maybe $16 million if you count the illegals, right? <laughs> I don't know. It, it depend, it, I don't care if they're here. I don't, it, doesn't bother, yeah. it doesn't bother me anything, you know? But it's like, it, it's, it, you know, it's that kind of party. And like Jay said, there's so much going on here. Yeah. But like, when your infrastructure gets fucking destroyed, it's like, you know, we, we get crippled. I, I love when snowstorms, we get laughed at by all our boys in the Midwest, like Iowa. Oh, uh, without Grooms a doubt. And Mott Spot, they all yell at it. They all laugh at us, like, haha, you guys, you call, you call that snow? Yeah, I call it snow when there's f- like five inches on the ground and I can't get home. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For you guys, you can fucking, you, you, you can probably ski to the fucking bodega <laughs> from there, you know? But all joking aside, it was, it was a rough deal. Um, and there's people as we speak, you know, just re- recuperating, and it's it's fucking yeah, it's 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 a weird it's a weird feeling, you know. You, you see, you see, just people's, you know, you know, it's, it's like you know, my buddy's wife said it. They got a morbid sense of humor. I was like, "What the hell is your car?" She's like, "Well, you know, uh, somebody took this spot," and I was like, "And and you know, my basement's in my driveway." And it's just like, yeah. and it's just like, whoa, man, like you know, you 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 see it like that, and. And like everything's around it, the sun. And it's funny how New York City is, and, and it just shows you how much of a bitch Mother Nature is. Is it's fucking, you know, just shits on us, and then the next day the sun is shining, like nothing happened. Twenty five degrees. It's like nothing happened. Yeah. Almost going like, uh, don't be mad at me. Like here I am, you know. Like it's just, you know, it's it's just too funny how life works sometimes. You'll but. never beat Mother Nature, man. Yeah, so never, it, never, 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 never. You know, hopefully everybody. You know, when when that happened with my sister, you know, you just, you know, she she it was going up two of the steps in the basement. It had to be about eighteen inches. I didn't even think you were coming. I thought you could. Just I, you know, I I said the same. There's nothing we could do. I, I, you know, then we were talking about it today. So tomorrow morning, I'm gonna go there. Thank you know, thankfully still off from work. Uh, I gotta go and cut cut you know some sheetrock out. Whatever's wet, whatever's salvageable, we're gonna try to keep. You know, and then take it from there. You know, hopefully the insurance and all that stuff. You know, who who, who knows what that you know ordeal is going to be. Um, but then you know, then it's then it's you know still in cleanup mode. So it, it's you know life life's about struggle. I life's about living too, but you also got to you know it's also about struggle. So we're we're all we're all making it. We're you know old school New Yorkers are tough. You know, you, you got these a lot of these transplants here that that you know little that that. You know, we'll whine if the wind blows the wrong way, but they can't. I can't get to my Starbucks. You, <coughs> yeah, I'm the, sorry, Nebraska. The true, the true fucking New Yorkers. And it was funny. I, I I get a funny story, really quick, and we can move on. Is my my brother-in-law? Um, you know, I I don't want to say his family was vacant. I don't think that's I don't think that's fair to say, but my family with dealing with Sandy, we almost like it's it's almost like. We went in shifts and that didn't even talk about it. Like we were just like my instantly my mother and father were there for my sister right away. My aunt whose house got demolished through Sandy, you know, we we were there through um, you know, we f- helped everything else. Like she was there and she's in her 60s. My dad, my parents are in their 60s. You know, and like and my brother-in-law's like he just looks at me hilariously and just goes, I tell you, man, you fucking cops, you're like a fucking army of good hearts. Like, it's just shit goes down, and then you guys just come in and go, what do you need me to do? <laughs> it's just like, hey, you know, and same thing with my buddy today. Just just showed up like, hey, bro, point me, point me in the direction you need me to go. That's why we're the best. <clears throat> yeah. You know, we can hate each other, but when it comes to shit like that, especially at 9-11, yeah. same thing. But, like, I got, I was on social media all, all week, and, um... 
just a tip for you guys. I'm in the industry. Bleach don't kill mold. You got to cut that stuff out. Yeah, absolutely. That's what, yeah. Yeah. I, we, the only thing we were bleaching was um, we're hoping to save um, my my niece's crib because it's kind of a little sentimental value. We're, we're hoping we could save that. I, I think so. I Yeah. But yeah, but but you know the shit that's wet. I'm just cutting it out. Like I, yeah, I told my it's, sister, it's, I was like, you, yeah. My, I was talking to my auntie yesterday. She's like, you know, you you, you can't you can't as long as you have as long as you guys are all right. Just that the third people just like, and then I'm 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 on social media with with my job, and I'm getting updates from like all these different social media sites from Facebook and Instagram about fire and police and EMS and. Like, shout out to all the dudes and guys and girls that were doing it for the last 48 hours when they weren't supposed to. All the tow, tow, all the tow truck drivers going above and beyond. Like, you guys you guys are the reason why we can recover this quickly, you know? Um, I'm just glad it wasn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have been right in there. I would have been fucking, you know, during Sandy, I didn't go home for four days, you know? And yeah. I, I lost, we lost, I lost power here, but, like, it came back on. By the time I got home, the power was on, the internet was on. But like you know, it's it, you take things for granted when stuff like that happens. You know, it's like you lose power. You're like, all right. Well, the other day I lost my internet when the first rainfall came last week. I lost, I lost the internet. I didn't lose power, yeah. but I don't have t. I don't have regular TV, so it's like I can't watch TV. You're like, yeah. oh my god, what do we get? It's all these first world, you know, first world problems. And, and, and it's and it's funny because they even like going back to like the to the camping thing, like you know. I you know I, I I'm a I'm a pretty big reader. I like to just sit and read, yeah. and you know even like my you know my stepson's like looking at me, just going, "You just read a lot." I'm like, "Well, dude, I was like, this is like if if you know the world ends and there's no Wi-Fi, like I'm good." <laughs> you know, I mean, listen, yeah. I love I love to go down the YouTube hole. You know, I, I'm not I'm not big into the social media stuff anymore. No shit, I I can't I I I'm just. It's 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 too negative, and and it's funny, like you know, I, th- there's a part of me that wants to just go on there and just be positive and like just kind of like radiate it out there, but I know it's just gonna lead into like every time it's an addictive thing for me. Like, what I, up, it, Jamie? My cousin Jamie's in. Oh, there you go. I'm sorry, guys. And it, it it's it's almost like a like a, a, a an addictive thing. Like if I'm online or somewhere, like I you just quick click it on it. Like I just I don't like that idea of. Of doing that, so I, you know, like you know me, I have a love hate relationship with it. But to me, at the end of the day, I could sit there with a fucking with a with a book, and I and I'm and I'm golden. I could sit there, especially even when we were j- just now, we were at the resort, at, you know, at the hotel, and it's in Bethel, <coughs> yes. uh, Bethel, New York. Yep. Uh, which we went to the Woodstock Museum the first time we went up there. Fucking gorgeous up there. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is a nice and, place. You know, like I could just sit out, sit outside, and just stare out into the fucking mountains, and just go, "Hey, what's going on?" Holy shit, two hours have gone by. <laughs> My kitchen table is just inundated with um. Well, actually, I don't have a kitchen, but I have like a kitchen. That's yeah, a kitchen. My 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 one bed. My living room has a kitchen table, and um, and it's just inundated with 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 tabletop sports. I come home. Yeah. I print up my shit. I don't even. I don't even like all those video games. They're for the kid. I don't play those video games. Yeah. They're for him. Yes, because I can't wait for the TakeOver Club reunion. That's in two weeks. I'm very excited. We'll get right into all the news yeah, and, that you can use because we got a lot of shit to talk about, especially with that particular show because now they're mandating the- It, it uh, seems like, yeah, it's The going. mask. Listen. Well, they're mandating the vaccine. Vaccine and sure. vaccine, yeah. Which that's just, that's just city and state. 
legislative. Um, that's not that's not AEW. That's not AEW. People are cursing Tony Khan. I'm like, yo, listen, man. Uh, and then Cole Cabana put a put a, a picture up of Popeye and like put your mask on, whatever. And some kid was like, no, it's not about that no more. It's about my fucking freedom and da 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 da. I'm like. If the masks work, we wouldn't have to. So Coca-Cola was like, yeah, well, seatbelts don't work all the time, but I use them anyway. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's just a matter of, it's, listen, I don't want to get into this where, you know, pro-vax, anti-vax. All I know is that if you, if you, if you do wear a mask and you're in a very fucking crowded place where you don't know where you're going to be and you're in a place where you don't know who, where, who the people are, you might just want to protect yourself. You know, it's. It, it, I'm just saying, like, I can't. You know, I. I don't know. Even if I have, even if I have the vax, I'm still wearing a fucking mask because I don't. Again, you don't know, like, you know. Yeah. It just that's but, just uh, me, and I'm. I'm in the field, so I have a whole, totally different what, opinion. What you know? What pisses me off, and may, we may go down this road. Who knows? But what pisses me off about it is, and and this is coming from somebody that's vaccinated. So I I I, I got the vaccine. Uh, I have my own reasons, and you know what have you. But like the idea of of going, you got to wear a mask. It's not for you. It's for me. And it's just like that whole idea. Like I I get into it's and it's probably an authority problem. Like I can't, you know, somebody is telling me I have to do something. I generally want to kind of like contest that a little bit and push back. And that's probably where it stems from. But this idea of that, you know, you're you're a murderer, <clears throat> you know, because you because you don't wear a mask, like that's that's that's, no, kind, that's, that's that, kind of a stretch. That's a little off because I'm, because off. I I got I got I got a, a buddy right now. His family, the the four of them are, are they're fine, you know, they 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 they're COVID positive, but they're 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 fine. My buddy, he's he's um he was vaccinated. Um, his his wife was, I think she had high antibodies. And got the first shot and, and still got sick. So, once again, my mind, I, I go different avenues. You know, to me, I just go, okay, we tried it your way. It's not working, you know. Um, so, at the end of the day, the, these these places that, you know, if this is a city-run thing, whether they can, cannot do it, uh, that's that's somewhere that's not my department. I don't get paid. I don't get right, paid for that. It's a twenty-five thousand seat fucking tennis stadium. So in the middle of literally in the middle of New York City, Queens is the biggest borough. Okay, yeah. it's just an FYI. Not because I'm from there. Just it is what it is. Right? It's facts. Um, you know, it's like it, yeah, vax or no vax, it's a new race war. Yeah, it's 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 getting it really is. fucking bad. It is. You know, but like if they if you want to do something in because people are like, oh, I'm on vacation. You, now, why don't you guys tell me this before I flew in for the event? I'm like, I, I can see where you're mad, but it's like, listen, you're in a city, again, 14 million people, 234 countries live here, okay? So, uh, I think a little more at this, this point. The last last I read on the... Um, census. The census and um, the New York Times posted that that number. To me, I think at the beginning of the year. I'm not sure. It's, you know. So anyway, yeah, it's over 200 countries, regardless, right? So I, uh, I don't, I don't get why you wouldn't wear a fucking mask. And you just gonna, you, you, you're not gonna wear the mask when you eat. You know, it's like just, I don't know, man. I just, I, I another thing, I don't want to be restricted no more. I want to, I want to do these things. So I'll, if I want to do these things, I'm gonna wear a mask. 
Yeah. If I want to keep my job, I'll get the fucking vaccine. Well, that's that's the whole that you know. You know, it's that's like the whole. It's it basically it's whatever makes you feel safe. So if 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 wearing a mask makes you feel safe, great. And and yeah. it, and it, and the same should be said for 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 the other person that goes, well, I'm vaccinated. I really don't think I need to wear a mask. Okay, so I, I think that's just as good too. I, I I don't understand this whole division. Right. Why do we have to pick a side? That's it's it's the same thing with the fucking. Same thing happened the other day with the whole with the Afghanistan thing. It's like people like my I have I have a relative. I won't mention names because I don't want to blow up their spot. But they're posting like these like you know anti Biden fuck him and fuck everybody else because they, they the way he pulled out of Afghanistan. And I said to my I said to my my relative, I'm like, I'm gonna give you a number. And she she said what number? I said two thousand three hundred and forty two. And she said, 2,342. I'm like, yeah. Those are the number of American soldiers that, were, that have been killed since 2001 in that area for the last 20 years under different administrations. Of course. So it's not a thing where, again, it, it was foul how he did it, but like, it's what happened to the other 2,329 soldiers? And why come, how come nobody's fucking crying about that? Well, it's because it just it, it fits the narrative. Correct. Now. So that and that's my point. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Thank you. That's what that's that that was my that was my thing. It fits the narrative. So now to have this vax anti-vax thing, it's like, oh, it, it fits the narrative. It doesn't it doesn't have to fit the narrative. You don't want to do it. Don't fucking do it. But you have to follow the rules. So yeah, it, what, it, that's kind of what it comes down to. Where 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 it it boils down is is it's it's a state city run thing, whatever the fuck it is. Um, unfortunately, once again, at the end of the day, if, if you, if you want to go see AEW live, you want to see professional wrestling live or any kind of event live, it's not your sandbox anymore. Regardless of, of freedoms, rights. Correct. uh, That's, that's a different conversation. And I'm so glad my cousin Jamie's in the room. My cousin Jamie's a veteran. Thank you for your service. Again, I always thank him for his service. But he was telling me the funniest shit. Now, Jamie was on Long Island. They have over 7 million people, Suffolk and, and, and Nassau, and his friends from Oklahoma. Oklahoma, as a state, only has 5 million people. <laughs> so just do that math. And cousin, uncle, brother, two tours in Iraq, brother-in-law, multiple f- friends and relatives have done service time. So it's like, it's not like I'm not, I'm not anti-war, I'm not, I'm not a Democrat, shit like that. Um. Yeah, Biden pulled the Rick Martel and left it in the middle of the match. Though he, he did. He did. I'm did. Not, it's not. It's not even about that. It's about. It's about. It fits because it, it fit the narrative. What happened to the other th- two thousand three hundred twenty nine soldiers that died before these twelve fucking said it's tragic? They they well, passed it's, away. it's it's well. That's I mean, my, but I'm saying it. it that's facts. But it, that's it, facts. It, it it is it is but it. It's an accountability thing. If you really again, <clears throat> if but it fits the narrative. That yes. was my that was my point. It's yeah, and politics prevent accountability. Jay, yes, we know that exactly. So it's like it is what it is. So yeah, I'm gonna be at the show. Matter of fact, I'm gonna be at the Jersey show too. Yeah, and um, with uh, our boy Kaz from California, DJ Kaz. Oh, there you He's go. coming in. Yeah, he, it's funny. He messaged me. He goes, "Yo, Phil, how do I get to to Newark from Manhattan?" I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I gotta take a train." I'm like, yeah, I gotta do the same thing next month. How are you doing that? Yeah, I'm going. Well, I'm going to the fucking AEW. Dude, I'll go with you, idiot. Yeah. I didn't know, so now I'm gonna hook up. And, I have, and Kaz did his own wrestling podcast. That's how I met Kaz. Well, what's what's gonna be? So, like I said, this whole this whole thing is changing. 
and it's kind of changed AEW's plans a little bit because yes, the scuttlebutt. CM Punk did this great thing. I wonder if he got any flack for it. If it, if anybody else would have done it, I feel like it would have been a, a, a shitstorm. But you know, they were talking about if you know CM Punk was talking. But meanwhile, him coming back so far, and I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on it. But <clears throat> I've been been a big fan of it. I think his promo work is exactly what we need. It's a nice shot in the arm. Correct. But, but the crowd was yesing him when he was asking if he still has it. He was yesing him. And then Punk kind of going off off script going, uh, you guys, you know, that's not my shtick. But if you be a little bit more patient or whatever the case, I'm paraphrasing what he said. But more or less just tipping his hat that Daniel Bryan's on or Bryan Danielson's on his way. And, you know, the scuttlebutt was he's supposed to make his debut at the, the Queens, the Arthur Ashe Stadium. Um, now that maybe he may be bumped up to all out this weekend. Oh, because he's not he's not vaxxed. Be- no, not because of that. Because oh. I think because they don't. God forbid something happens. Oh, where okay. not, They want people there to to react. They need and listen. I think it's very smart. You know, in Chicago, you're gonna have a packed house at all out. You don't know what's gonna happen now in New York. In New York, ah, so I think good point, good point. So I think that's why they're moving that up, which I, 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 you know, totally agree with. Because think about, you know, even Christian, Christian Cage made a joke about it with Punk, like, you know, um, oh, I'm not even mad that you showed up, or whatever the case, like, you know, talking about when he debuted, how people were upset, you know, um. But with 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 Brian Danielson coming, he's he's definitely probably AEW bound. I think it's happening this weekend, um, and we'll go into the predictions <clears throat> before you know later Almost on. We'll stick with AEW, I guess, because we have NXT, we have AEW. Yeah, we've got shows this weekend. I want to talk got, about Ric Flair. I got yeah. Well, I really want to talk about the Flair thing. I think first of all, I thought that was awesome. But just to finish off with AEW, um, you know, we didn't have the sh- we we didn't do the show. I didn't get a chance to say anything. I love the fact that CM Punk's back. Did you hear the show last week? Did you listen to the show? I, I didn't get a chance. Okay. I was up in the woods and there was no Wi-Fi. Okay. Uh, there was Wi-Fi there, but... I, you would have you, you got a 45-minute... Uh, I'm so I'm so sketchy about using like public Wi-Fi. I, I don't know. Once again, I, 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 there's a lot going on in my brain sometimes. Yeah, you're fucking <laughs> scatterbrains. Yeah. I, I, don't like, I don't like using public Wi-Fi. I feel like they're going to... You know, whoever's waiting is just going to hack it to your shit. That's just me. Um, but... Um, I just lost my train of thought. But the stuff with Punk is just, I, I, I think it's been done right. I'm glad he didn't turn heel right away. I think it's coming soon. Um, I, th- I I think he hit the nail on the head correctly. I think the it's still new. Like he, hearing, hearing Living Color, that hearing that part, um, the crowd, the crowd noise for him, his promo work is excellent. He, he got, he got into action on Wednesday, which was, which was good. Um, you, I, I'm, I'm excited to see his match. He's, he's almost making me buy the pay per view. It's almost, we know that the title match is going to be. Don't a, buy a it. Come to the theater with well, us. Well, come to the theater. Yeah. Right. So if you guys, if but you I guys, can, yeah. if you guys are local, um, AEW is doing uh the pay per view at the local AMC in my theater here in Staten Island. Rob and Alina coming out. Ham is coming out. Um, I know. uh, Kyoko's coming. Oh shit. Uh, I forget who else. Uh, Big Dave can't make. He said, and I talked to Big Dave this morning. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I can. Make and you it. can't make it. You said yeah, right. I can't. So yeah. Um. So anybody who's local want to come? Shoot, you want to come hang? It's it's twenty five bucks. The theater is practically empty because no one's going to the show. You know. Yeah. And, and you know, it's one of those dining ones. You can order food too. 
So um, if you guys are interested, hit me up and I'll give you the link. You can you know do do go the AMC route and um, type in AM, you know all out and it's fucking it, it's there. But but you know to me I I think what did you know it's it's Omega against Christian you know for the title and I'm excited for that match as well. Um, but the true main event is we're all gonna be we're all there to see Punk against Allen. Um, you know, Darby Allen is going to be a star. I don't see it as of yet. I wish there was a little bit more jarring between Sting and Punk in in, in a way. Sting's not really known for great well, Sting, promos. And then Sting removed himself from the pay, from the match. Oh, he did on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so he's not going to be ringside. So you know, to me, you know, I, I'm excited for that. Like I said, Punk coming back. This is and and we're going to talk about the branding and. You know, uh, Flair hit it right on the head. Um, it's it's a great time to be a fucking wrestling fan right now. All right, so let's let's preview the pay per view. Um, let's do that. And by the way, Punk will be on uh, Rampage tonight. Yeah, doing doing commentary, commentary with the Darby Darby Allen's fighting. Uh, was it Garcia? Garcia, Daniel think. Garcia, the guy from uh, Nightmare Factory oh, or something like fuck, that. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck. One it of is. those one of the seventeen func- uh, factions there. All right. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage for the title. You want to you want stuff in the bottom? Stuff yeah. in the bottom. Hold on a second. Let me do that. All right. Who wins the uh, 27, uh, 21 woman casino battle royale? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I They got a lot of, you know, you're going to see some. NWA had a great showing. Yeah, they did. With, with, the, they, with the female. And power. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that. That was awesome, you know. Diana Peraza right now is Peraza. First off, smoke show. Yeah, she can get it. She's yeah. from Jersey too. Yeah, yeah. Who's she with? She got she with that dude, right? Um, the fuck's his name? She's all hooked up with a wrestler though, but she can get yeah, it. Yeah, she, she can definitely get it. She was um, but she's making a lot of noise right now. I'd yeah. like to see her. She jumped uh, Mickey Cutlets. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to see her come in and. And 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 when I think be a surprise entrant, I know that there's there's talks about Ruby Riot. That's my pick. Yeah, uh, That's Ruby my pick. Soho, or whatever. Ruby her name Soho is her new nickname. Um, I I know there's talks about her coming in. AEW is 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 pretty good, especially. Uh, listen, I want Tay Conti. I I think I think Tay That's your girl. Conti, I love her. Um, I think that's I, been your girl, though. Yeah, I, I think, I think she should, she should do it. It should be somebody. Is she? Is she? Well, Deanna Peraza is all the way alive. Is I, she? I, I seen a photo of her this this past week. I was like, Whoa. it was it was during the Mexico thing. Yes, where she won the belt. I looked at her. I was like, she's all the way alive. All the way alive. All the way alive. All the way alive. Pick of the week. That should be a segment, by the way. We should <laughs> do it. Jay's all the way live well, pick of the week. Well, I, I, unfortunately, with the throwback, there was no chicks. I don't even think there was any chicks into the, in the audience I could pick out. Oh, no, not from 85. <laughs> not from Tampa, Florida. I can't wait to do tonight's throwback. I it's can't awesome. Wait it's awesome. Okay. Paul White versus QT Marshall. Listen, Paul White. Uh, QT Marshall, I think, is getting a lot of flack on the internet community for no reason. Yeah. I think this guy... First off, fuck the fans. Really. I didn't, Honestly, I didn't, just fuck I didn't the fans. think he was this good, but I, I'm actually kind of enjoying his work. And then the and then Billy Gunn and his kid turn on him too. I was like, come on, yeah, man, I didn't off. like that. That's stupid. Didn't make any sense. But it's got to be it's got to be Paul White. Got to be Paul he, White. He, he, listen, he ain't gonna wrestle often. You know, 
being in the ring with QT Marshall, Marshall's just going to get the fucking rub. He's going to make him look good. Paul White could still get it going. He's in great shape. It's Mickey Cutlets, Richie, Mickey not Cutlets. Mickey Arby's. Oh, yeah, I guess same thing. Roast beef. If That's an inside joke with you guys. Richie knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> they know. Um, all right. So here's a match that I'm emotionally invested in because, A, I don't like John Moxley. Okay. <laughs> and, B, I love, <laughs> I love New Japan and I love the legend that is Kojima. This match doesn't need a story. It's a legend versus... Uh, a frequent New Japan uh, gaijin who is successful in Japan. I'll give him his props. He's over in Japan um, as if he was cheap trick, he'd be big in Japan. Yeah. Right? Um, But this doesn't need a story. It's like, hey, Kojima, you want to come fight me? Kojima's like, yeah, I'm a legend. So it's a one-off. I don't see Kojima winning. I'd love to see him win. Not going to happen, though. I see my Junimoksuni pick yeah. up the win tonight, uh, t- that night. On well, Sunday. it's it's the idea of it, and it's the same thing. You know, Japan always brought in American stars to come in, be big stars, but they would always generally lose to the homegrown talent for the most part. I mean, you had a lot of exce- you know, uh, quite a few exceptions, but for the most part, guys would come in and always do the honors. I think it's going to be the same thing here. You know, Moxley. You know, new new daddy that is uh, Moxley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm it, I'm interested to see something's got to happen soon between him and Kingston. It's it's good segue. It has to happen. Good segue. Eddie Kingston going up for the TNT Championship against Miro. God, love it. I, I and he Eddie Kingston's my favorite AEW performer right now. Yeah. So I know he's not gonna win. But I would love to see him win the I, fucking championship. I wish he would. I wish he would. But I. But in the same sense, um, you know, selfishly, I don't want fucking Miro to lose it just yet either. Yeah. Do you think? You think Miro's legitimate? Like, do you do you, do you think pushing him above the mid card yes. now? You think he's a mid? Yes. You think he's above a mid card? I, I think he is a star in the making. I think what's happening right now um, is. It's just a, it's like everything else in this business, everything else in life for that matter is timing. The timing right now is just like you said. It's the same thing with the with the Adam Page, not Adam Page. Uh, oh yeah, Adam Page push. You know, and now you got to stop it because you got CM Punk coming in, Brian Danielson coming in, um, Omega's doing big things. You got the Good Brothers coming in and out. You're you're right now. The timing just isn't right. So I think for Miro right now to hold on to this title. I don't want to call it a mid card stuff, you know, but to hold on to it, the 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 another belt, make him a star. Yes, I think he is somebody. If given the ball, is gonna make it work. I think his passion for the business has always been there. I think Punk said it the best, like when he, you know, when you're in WWE, sometimes, you know, like Flair said. You know, during the promo, like, you know, can I, can I, oh, just say whatever you want. Like, oh, I haven't been able to hear that in quite some time. Like, you know, go out there and fulfill your, you know, creative, you know, envelope. Fulfill your creativeness and then this way you can be be going, you know, be feel good to go on and, and have that passion. Don't get the passion beaten out of you. Yeah, plus Kingston doesn't have to have a title to be over, so. Doesn't, he doesn't need it. I Once again, selfishly, I'd love to see selfishly, him Selfishly, yeah. I'd love to Obviously. see him have it, but he doesn't need, he doesn't need the belt. So, Miro, Miro for the win. All right, for the AEW Tag Team Championship, the Young Bucks defend against the Lucha Brothers in a steel cage. 
You know, I I'm I love Heelbox right now. I I think they're doing really really good things. I think this is going to be an interesting match. I think it's going to be it's not going to be match of the night. Um, no, they fought each other a gazillion times. But. Yeah, but you know what? I never get tired of seeing it either. Oh, no, yeah. And, and the steel cage is something different, at least a little bit of tag team style as well. Um, they have to improvise. A lot of shit they can't do off the top rope. Young, young Bucks, I think, are going to eke out the win. Um, although I am, I think the Lucha Brothers should should get some steam here because I it's it seems like they haven't had much going on for them. I think them they're going to win. I think the Lucha Brothers are going to win. Ah, there you go. The split decision. Split decision. For the AEW Women's Championship, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, yeah. defending against um, Long Island's own Chris Statlander. Yeah. Um, she's so fucking over right now. Yeah. I Britt can't Baker. believe it. Yeah. I, I'm, 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 yeah, good for her. She's going she's gonna to retain, I think, anyway. Yeah, she, it, it's, it's not over yet. We're not, we're not done seeing this, this, uh, <laughs> this, this uh, run because she's excellent. Uh, Reba, not Rebel. Uh, Rebel, not Reba, whatever it is. She can uh, get it, too. She, oh, my God, yeah. She's my all-the-way-live pick <laughs> of the week. But she... Um, she reminds me of... Um, who's the, the British-Spanish chick that was in WWE? Layla? Oh, yes. Oh, oh yeah. But I'm sorry, guys. She, uh, but Britt Baker is just unbelievably huge right now. Yeah, um, good for her. Mrs. She can't Mrs. do Mrs. Adam wrong. Cole. Mrs. Adam Cole. Uh, she, she is doing no wrong right now, so... I definitely gonna keep going with her. So and and it's funny because Statlander is is over as well. I, I oh because she's I, with the best friends. Yeah, yeah, I love it. But yeah, 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 you gotta go with Britt Baker. Chris Jericho's career is on the line, Jay, oh. as he fights um, uh, a Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I'm a little scared about this one, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Fozzie is going on tour. They are playing live. Um, how? Well, they have gold records now. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> metal's that bad. Sorry. Yeah. Well, the new Iron Maiden came out today. I don't know if you heard some. Oh, of I didn't hear. No, I didn't hear that. It's not bad. I know. I heard. I bad. know. Uh, Nico McBrain was on Jericho's podcast, and I just seen an interview with Dickinson somewhere. Nico's the fucking man. Um, but love Iron Maiden. I, I'm a, I'm afraid of. I don't want Jericho to lose. I, I Jericho needs to go away. Obviously, to tour and everything. I don't, because here's the thing, and it's it's happened all the time in wrestling. Loser leaves town, they come back. Careers, they come back. I don't want to see Chris Jericho go down that road. I think he's operating at such an elite level right now, pun intended, um, that I, I, I think doing something like this, losing and then coming back in six months, is going to sour his legacy somehow. So I want him to win... I want him to win and then do obviously do an injury angle on the way out. I'm going to take MJF because this is something that we always say MJF doesn't need a title to be over. He's the future of the company, blah, 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 blah. This can be the notch in his belt yeah. that will put him in the upper echelon of, of, uh, of AEW. This could be what he needs. And then, you know, listen... They can always bring Jericho back in some kind of capacity. You know what I mean? I mean, in terms of wrestling, if he wants to wrestle, he'll he'll come back. He'll do commentary. He'll 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 probably manage the inner circle. He'll do some shit. Like he's not gonna he won't be away because he's contracted with them, obviously. And like Jay said, Fozzie's touring again because they got a gold record, and no one else is really doing anything in metal. Yeah. Um. And God bless him. Listen, if you can get a gold 
record on these days. Yeah. These days, you're fucking. Then you're good. You're good enough, I guess. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick MJF. Um, you know, if Jericho is at that point in his career where he should be doing he should be doing a job like this to somebody. He should be, but I I don't think to this magnitude. You All know, right. I don't think you should be doing something like losing your career. You know, um. Something like you know, I, you could do. You could have did another stipulation, you know, not use a move, you know, whatever the case may be. Fozzie's doing a state fair tour. Yeah, without a doubt, got to go to the fairgrounds, and he can still do a lion salt. <laughs> can I'm not, listen. I'm not. I'm not discrediting anything Jericho does. I'm just saying, like MJF is in that spot now. Yeah. You know, so it's a, you know, it is what it is. I agree. Um, I I cut you off. I'm sorry. You were saying I, I was. It's another split decision for us. Okay. Um, okay, so the next match, Darby Allen, it's going to go two ways. He's going to have the match of his life, and Punk's going to have to fucking get his win back. Or those two are just going to have to fucking match tonight, and Punk's going to surprise himself because he still thinks that he's not, you know, he's he wants to prove, and, and rightfully so. He hasn't performed in seven years. The, the gym doesn't dictate. And 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 the new regiment doesn't dictate how you're gonna keep your fucking wind up in the ring when you, yeah, you know. And Darby Allen is running on all cylinders, like Jay said before. So it's like this is something that you know. This can be this can like I said, it could be the match of the night, or it can be Allen carrying Punk. I I think I don't want that to happen. Obviously, I think in a, in a sense, yes and no. I think about it two ways. Like you said, somebody in the gym, you know, you can't, you can't, there's, you could do all the cardio in the world. It's not the same as doing it in the ring. We all know that. Excuse me. But there's two different types of people in this world. You got people that are technically proficient at stuff. You can go to the foul line and hit 100 shots from the foul line every time. But when you put that into a game, you may you may fucking miss it. And there's people that are the complete opposite. When the when when the time is right, you turn it on. CM Punk is the latter. CM Punk is the type of guy if he's in the ring with somebody who is probably faster and and I don't want to say better, but it's a different style, it's a clash of styles. CM Punk knows how to work with them. I don't think they're going to play CM Punk's game. I think CM Punk is a type of guy who can absolutely play up to his competition. I, I don't see... I would be really surprised if, if this is a clunker of a match. There is too much riding on this. this the, the, the expectations are probably higher than they ever been for a match as surrounding this match right now. So you're picking Punk, obviously. I think Punk is going to get it. I think Punk's going to get it. It, it, it There's going to be... A, I think they're going to protect the move. We already seen it go to sleep. Um, I, I I think... Although if, if, if Darby Allen were to get hit with a go to sleep and and lose and do and do a clean, clean win, it's not the end of the world. I don't think Darby Allen loses anything because this this match is so high caliber. Um, but I could see CM Punk just doing the Wiley vet, veteran. Hey, I just I just snuck it out at the end. I could see that happening. But to me, CM Punk's gonna win. 
Uh, you don't you don't have him come back and 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 lose. Yeah, uh, it's split in the chat room. My cousin's taking uh, one of my one of my cousins taking Darby Allen. My other cousin saying Punk. My, Richie saying I say both be laid out on the mat at the end of the match. Calling it now like a draw. Hmm. Well, maybe yeah. Listen, that'd be a way to go because because he because you know it, it was said that he's you know and he definitely is. Darby Allen is that wrestler that will. Go out and go out on his sword, and we've seen it many times doing it. So, you know, it could be that would be a good way to go about it. And finally, for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, Kenny Omega defends against Christian Cage. Cage has already won the Impact title from Omega, and if uh, if if the Impact title match on Dynamite was any indication that fans are in for a treat when Omega and Cage are at it again on Sunday, uh, you, you know, you, at least Christian Cage can still go. I am going to take Omega because I still think Omega's reign will end with my boy Adam Page. Yep. I'm, st- I'm still holding on to that for for selfish reasons, I guess. I don't see him losing to Christian Cage. I don't think uh, Christian... I think Christian will help out the Impact brand holding the Impact Championship. Yeah. Um, with the forbidden doors being all open and such. Uh, revolving doors, I should say. <laughs> and b- let's be honest here. It's going to be a good match. They put on a good match uh, last time they fought. So They did. I, I And I could see this one being just as good, if not better. Um, the storyline is really, really good. Um, I, I, I love Heal Omega. Same thing. I I just don't want to see it end yet. I really I really do not want to see it end yet. Christian Cage, like I said, I'm an I'm an old school guy where, you know, a guy can lose and still have his his heat and 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 whatever steam he has. I don't think you need somebody to to win all the time or you need shenanigans to fucking win. I think somebody you know if 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 Omega hits Christian Cage. You know, with the one-winged angel for the one, two, three, it's not the end of the world for me. So to me, yeah, definitely Omega, Omega for the win, and you can. St- Christian Cage is still a champion. I, I, I do feel bad, in the sense that his return, kind of isn't so. Uh, more celebrated in Christian, a, yeah, because I, I personally think it's a big deal. I think it's a big deal that he's that he's back. He's 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 back wrestling too. Um but it's just once again it's just timing thing. He came back, you know, he came back when he could. Um we were still in the heart of COVID, you know. Coming back to know people is it's hard. And I think that's where it was I think that's where it's going to happen and I think after this match, I think we 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 all of a sudden hear uh Brian Danielson's music, probably a little Europe Little final countdown. Dun-dun, dun-dun, I think we hear it. My son is invested. That's what he wants. I think. I think we we he pops up at the end of the night and doesn't say anything. Just just comes out to the entranceway. Comes out, looks at the crowd, waves. I really wish, I really wish fucking, you were around Sunday, man. I really want. Yeah, to Yeah, I want to see it, but it, it's it's just not in the goddamn cards. It's I, you know to me, especially. I'm hoping because we you know we got to drive the kids to Brooklyn and. You know, it's just I was, I'm even supposed to go to my parents' campsite on Sunday, and that was the original plan. But with my sister's place going up like this, it's just I'm I'm kind of glad I didn't buy the tickets because because then I, I I may have to eat them, or you know put somebody in my place at the very least. But I, I same thing, 
I think I definitely want to watch it at home though, because because I'm fucking I'm curious, man. I'm curious about this punk thing. It, to me, it's enough to it's enough to move the needle. Right now, there is competition. Hundred percent. There is competition, and you know we haven't we haven't even touched the NXT stuff yet. And and yeah. this is and this is going to be something, man. That you know, I think after this Sunday, after this 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 pay per view, the landscape. I think we're going to start seeing a a, a, a change in the guard. Yeah, I think so. I think this is going to happen. You're not the only one that says that, man. All right, so where do you want to go next? Let's I go got, NXT. I, NXT, I, New I Japan, got, I got NWA. Of, I got a lot of bones to pick, man. Um, All right. I, I think what what happened with the releases, I think it's exactly going the way I, I said it. I think this is happening under underneath Triple H's huge fucking nose. This is exactly happening. <laughs> he uh, and he he can't. There's nothing he can do. I think what 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 there was assumed. I don't want to say power. There was assumed authority. We all thought Triple H had has. I should say. I think there's assumed authority that all of a sudden. For whatever reason, Vince is on one of his things, and he's he's putting the blame. He's got to blame somebody, and I think Triple H is just falling by the hatchet for that. And I think I think this is this is spelling bad news. I think I think putting and there's nothing against Bruce Pritchard. I, I'm actually a big fan of him. Um, not a big fan, but I, I, I'm a fan enough. Uh, I think putting him and McMahon and Nick Khan and Kevin Dunn, like this is going to be like an overseeing producer role, all of them together. I do not trust it. This is not what NXT was built on. I think right now we need Shane Douglas to come out and fucking just cut the promo. R.I.P. N.W.A. R.I.P. NXT circa 2021. I think this is the end of it. I am. I am very pessimistic about this. I do not like this. I think what's going to happen in these coming weeks is going to be a little bit more cartoony, more it's not the edge that was that was NXT. Before even that even happened cuz we should premise well no we can't not cuz Jay already said it but before that even happened the internet broke when <laughs> NXT released their new logo. Yeah. Right? Taking the black and gold away putting legitimately every color in the Crayola box Mm -hmm. on the logo. And this cancel culture, fucking everything has to be rainbows and Skittles. Now you're blending it into my world, right? And I'm like, first it went from Pride Day, then it's Pride Weekend, then it's Pride Week, now it's Pride Month, now it's all over the place. You have to recognize the Pride. I get it. I understand the, 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 the culture we live in now, and I understand the audience that you're, you guys, that WWE is reaching out to now, but you do have a fan base, okay? You do have a fan base that, that legitimately is getting slapped in the face every single time WWE decides to dummy down, like legitimately dummy down, and I'm talking, not this dummy, Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. But like, and by the way, I told Ella how to say that. By the way, she says it all the time now. Yeah. Um. But it's the thing is, it's you. The more you dummy it down, 
the more you insult the intelligence of the fan base. And the majority of your fan base is straight that also has pride. Thank you, Matt. I was about to say, I actually was going to say something like that, but you just put, as, a, as I'm looking at fucking Facebook. And, you know, it's just that kind of party. And you're not giving, you're sending mixed messages to the fan base by releasing this fucking, this logo, by cutting all these people, uh, good people, good talent. And then on top of that, you're allegedly bringing in top brass to oversee this brand to make it more of a developmental again, okay? I just, for me, and I'm going to kind of jump on Jay's bandwagon on this, I'm very pessimistic. I'm very upset that they changed it. NXT was the one good thing about WWE that was constant. Um, You know, I think the European brand is more of a developmental than it was because a lot, even though a lot of the European guys were established, they weren't anything outside of Europe. So you develop, they're bringing guys over here. They brought Volta here. They brought Imperium. They brought Pete Dunn. They brought, you know, a bunch of guys over. They brought um the kid who had the Cruiserweight title before he got hurt. Devlin. Devlin, Jordan Devlin, right? And it's like, okay, I get it. But now you're, now you're just... Why would you cut your nose off to spite your face? If it ain't really broke, you don't have to fix it. Like, there's nothing to fix. You want to you wanna dummy down the age bracket? Okay. You want to cut the Bobby Fishes of the world? It sucks, but Bobby Fish is also 45 years old. So I get why you want to do that, okay? Dude, how many guys they pay... How many NXT guys... Uh, let, me, let me premise it with this. How many NXT guys in the past got paid main roster money to go on NXT? Oh, yeah. Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, fucking Nakamura, Finn Balor. I, I just... The new logo looks like a traffic keeper. It does. And, and you know what? They brought them back too, by the way. In Walmart, they have them. I think they're like nine, nine bucks a piece now. Six, anyway, I, I digress. The... the you know, it, it's... So that's not... Again, I, I, I understand why, right? It, it doesn't make any sense. And Jay say, Jay being pessimistic, I gotta jump on that bandwagon. Yeah, I, I, don't I gotta want jump to because be. now I that logo fucking ruined my week. It's like well, did, I, not, I mean, I mean, not not figuratively, but yeah. you know, like wrestling wise, ruined my week. I I am gonna I'm gonna respectfully disagree. I, I can see the correlation, and I've always I always paint uh, WWE with this brush that they are. Whatever, whatever, you know, Vince McMahon literally licks his finger, puts it up in the air and goes, this is the way the wind's blowing outside. That's where he goes, you know, and he, whatever sometimes culturally is happening, he, he, he mirrors it there. I, I'm generally always the guy that says that for some reason, and I don't know why seeing the new, I hate the new logo. I, I don't, I don't see it. In that vein, like I could see why somebody says that. I can I can absolutely understand that, but for some reason, when I look at that that logo, I don't I don't see like just Vince going ah oh, let's 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 appeal to the 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 pride flag and all this stuff. I don't I do not get that feeling. So I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I get it. I think just in general, it looks like fucking Oscar. 
Like it's it's Oscar's fucking thing. The logo is very interactive. If you scratch and smell it, it's like it's like pandering in desperation. <laughs> and my cousin Jamie, I don't think the logo is probably based. I think Vince wants long long term money. He wants the young crowd that will stick with them. All right, so it's a, so it's a Crayola fucking. It, it is. It's the Crayola. Oh, logo. it's just, it's. I, I, listen, I am not the. I think it's a pride thing, but that's just me. I think I don't. I don't like. I don't like the new fucking logo. Black and gold. There was nothing wrong with black it. and gold. Is just shit. Yep. There's nothing wrong. I have with all my it. Adam Cole shirts in the fucking closet. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> undisputed era shirts too. I, I think, but if if this is if this is a telltale sign of what's going to happen, it's, it it isn't good. That's uh, for sure. Passes Adele's in the room. Pastel, can you stick around for a few minutes? We're, we're going to get into the chase in about five minutes. Um, I'm sorry, Jay. Go ahead. But, uh, yeah. I, otherwise, everything storyline-wise, NXT, I, I, I'm I'm a fan of. I, everything that they yeah, got going yeah, on right 100%. now. And I don't know how much say they have in, in, in the matter right now. I don't think it's much. But um, if the, the, the power is going to uh, shift that way, I'm not a fan of it. I I think they, if you just use SmackDown, is watchable. Um, Raw, just not watchable. <laughs> um, I haven't watched Raw. I I just watched the clips now. I'm not even gonna lie. I just fast forward. I just I just we could I, put SmackDown on. I could yeah. We you know SmackDown. I want to watch. Um, to me, I I can't I can't see it going well. I I don't understand. I don't understand why Vince. Um, I I really wish he would do a, a an autobiography. I hope somehow or another somebody is documenting yeah what he does yeah. on a daily basis. Well, push the queers, so you can't, am, so you can't say queer. I am damn it, Paul. I am I am fascinated by that man, but I do not want him touching uh, NXT. I think that's gonna I think that's literally just going to destroy. Whatever is there, um, that is still good. I think it's a personal thing, and like I said, I think it just goes back to Vince going. You guys have been stealing the show from my brand. I am now going to make you all equal. My my wish is they keep the Crayola logo, but they don't touch anything else. You want to you want to you want to give it a facelift? Okay, fine. Makes Pride sense, Crayola, yeah. fine, whatever. Change the logo. Change the venue. Don't fucking change the stories. Yeah. Are you ready for Shotgun Tuesday nights? That's fun. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Pasta. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, partner. I I think I'm I'm very I'm very happy with what's going on with the with the, with the storylines. I love uh what's going on with your girl and um and with the fucking stalker dude, the hell's his name? The, Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis. Good Gargano's by himself now, his girl's pregnant. Yep. Uh, I like what they're doing with Puerto Rican China. I like what they're doing with with Samoa Joe. Everybody's challenging him now, which I think is great. Yeah, I think uh, the tag team scene is fucking hotter than hell. I think that um, the tag champs giving the former tag champs who never lost an opportunity going into Regal's office and being like, "Yo, these guys never lost. Let's give them a shot." Yeah, like didn't have like in storyline. It's like that's ballsy. That's something that. The horsemen do like you know, like you know what? Yeah, we'll give we'll give the Midnight Express title shot, you know, because they didn't give a shit. They just beat everybody up, you know. It's very horseman ish, you know. So I I like that. I like what's going on. Um, let's see. All right, so we have a couple things here. We have um, 
New Japan's got two dome shows this weekend. Uh, I can run down the car real quick, then we'll get yeah. into the NWA. Tomorrow, there's a there's a starter match, which is awesome, um, which I believe is, what is it, Eastern time? So it's 5, I think it's 5 a.m. our time. Uh, Lady C and Maika versus uh, Katamani and Watanabe. Uh, and then we go to men's. Tiger Mask and Robbie Eagles versus Bushi and Takahashi. Yo versus Show. That's going to be a good one. They've, Rapongi 3K, no more. Go figure. Go figure. For the um, KOPW provisional, what the f- whatever the fuck it is. I hate that stupid trophy that Yano had. Um, <laughs> but Chase Owens has it now. He's defending it against Yano, so... Uh, this could be a, a great match, a rematch, actually. Okada versus Jeff Cobb. That's going to be great. Um, for the IWGP U.S. Heavyweight Championship, Tanahashi defends against Kota Ibushi. That's going to be a great fucking it's match. It's going to be a great match, I think. And that's the, that's the first night. Um, and then Sunday morning, I'll run out. There's, there's matches all week, because the G1 starts on Monday, I believe. Um, let's see. Um, let's see. And then it's uh, another starter match. Sayuri versus Julia. Um, I'm sorry, Zuri and, and Julia versus Kam- Kamatani and Watanabe. Ishii and Okada versus the Great Okan and Jeff Cobb. Um, IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match. Phantasmo and Ishimori defending against uh, El Desperado and Kanemaru. Um, the tag team title match, it's a three-way. It's Z- ZSJ versus Sonata and Naito versus Hashi and Goto. The Junior Heavyweight Championship, Takahashi goes up against the champion, Robbie Eagles. 60-minute world title match, Evil against Takaji. That's going to be evil. And the G1 starts, I'm sorry, September 18th, not Monday. So, there you go. New Japan, back. Um, I love Dragunov and and Walter. Matt, that was a fantastic match. That poor kid's chest looked like fucking chopped meat. Oh, God. Ground chuck. Um, Okay. Uh, rest in peace, Daphne. Daphne yeah, tragically passed away yesterday. The the whole thing, I it, that was like kind of when I got back to civilization in a sense because I was like, I, I read, I was like, oh shit, what happened? And then to hear that, um, you know, she went, she went on Instagram live and and like yeah, was just doing that stuff. That's just that's that's just, you know, you can't you can't ignore that stuff and. You know, yeah, they they tried to get her help. Yeah, and, and they, they it's just it it's 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 a shame, man. Sometimes you just you you're you're your own worst enemy in, in in these certain situations, and that that's something. And like I said, it rocked the. I, I've seen a lot of um, the post today from uh, yesterday as well um, with everybody saying it. I never I didn't realize her indie impact. You know. Um, I remember her stuff in early TNA, but you know her her managing CM Punk, uh, Cole Cabana, and somebody else I forget who in ROH. Like I had no idea about. Um, so just to hear, you know the 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 warm memories of of her. Like it's it, it's a it's a really that's a really good thing. And and if only she would have thought of that, you know, before um, taking the ultimate uh, hit. You know, in a sense, you know, it, who knows what might have changed and and all that stuff. So, I have a lot to say, and I was gonna do it on my time, but I need the, I need the outlet because I said something yesterday. I, p- I posted something, um, and Carl Anderson 
as much as I adore you in the ring, the fact that you fucking used her death as a to take shots at Triple H on social media about NXT and mental health and you know it's don't be a bitter fucking Betty man. Just you know you you, you did what you had to do and and you're back where you need to be. And let me tell you something about mental health, okay? And this is coming from personal experience, okay? For the last five years, I've been on medication, okay? And this started as a someone close to me was like, you need help, you're this, you're that, just like, just like I'm this and I'm that. And even though I needed the help, I was, I was fighting getting the help because I didn't want to be on medication. I got help a couple of months in, I got on medication. I was like, because it, it, didn't, it wasn't supposed to go that I, I didn't want it to go that way, and it did, okay? Three years ago, my world fucking just, just fell apart, and I wound up going heavier on the meds, right? And it's only one medication, thank God. Right, but mental health, depression is basically a disease. Your brain is rotted, and it takes toll on you. And if you feel like you're truly alone, you are in your mind. You are, even though you're not, even though you know, even though you you probably have people right next to you who adore you and think think the world of you. Um, in if you're alone in your mind, if you're alone in your soul, there's nothing that can that can help that unless you want to get help or you have somebody getting you the help that you need it's that kind of party so i said this yesterday i said if you need if you need help reach out to somebody talk to somebody everybody's posting the suicide hotline numbers i posted myself you can message any of us and we will fucking put you through i've i've there's several of our of our fans that reached out to me and it was like yo i'm having a hard time like you know what me too and I started telling them about my shit and their shit, and everybody started talking. And you know, you start getting this uh, this sub sub chat of that wasn't wrestling related, which is cool. I'm very transparent. I don't have the um, I, I have a terrible poker face. I, I'd be terrible at poker, right? I was actually terrible at poker when I had poker night with the boys, right? <laughs> you can, like I said. It, you're not alone, and, and even though I'm telling you this, you you probably and if you don't believe me, just take a breath. Sometimes you have to step back and just breathe, and look around you, and th- pick out the things that you can achieve short term with your soul and your mind, and fucking work on that. Because at the end of the day, it's it's you who has to fix you. No one else can fix you. The medicine keeps me from not throwing myself in front of a bus. You know what I'm saying? The medicine helps me get out of bed every morning. The medicine helps me look at things professionally and personally that I probably wouldn't have done three, four, and five years ago. So I've I've got I've got a new perspective. Maybe hopefully one day I'll be off the medicine. Even if the, the bottom line is. Stuff like stuff like what happened to Daphne happens all the fucking time, and and it's 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 tragic. Um, and Carl Anderson, you're a fucking douchebag. You have to read what he. I mean, he dude, I, he I, I he went on a it. fucking tirade. I read it. I I think he, um, like you said, I think it's ill timed. I think yeah. what he's trying to do is make himself fucking put himself over. I I, he, I don't think he's trying to do it at the expense. I think it's just like you said. He's just kind of playing a character and maybe i don't know maybe he truly feels that way maybe he had one too many fucking you know drinks and just like you said just using it as a time to 
call WWE on on some bullshit. I know um, Jake Atlas today posted that you know WWE helped him in 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 a certain situation. So right there and then that refutes kind of what Carl Anderson said. So you know, say what you want about WWE and all this stuff. I mean, how many times have they put Sonny through rehab? Yeah. Scott Hall through rehab. No, 100%. Xbox through rehab. Everybody. I, I mean, say what you want about them, and, and trust me, we can rag on them about certain things, independent contractor, all this other shit. Yes, that's a thousand percent true. Um, but the stories that you hear of Vince doing the right thing, a.k.a., you know, he how he took care of... Um, who was his his father's driver? Uh, the oh, I forget the guy. He's in the Hall of Fame. I forget his name. I used to know his name too. Shit. Um, but he took care of him. Guys, that Captain Lou Albano had a fucking job with Vince, even when Captain Lou was off the fucking rails, drunk everywhere, drinking fucking vodka out of an orange juice bottle. He, you know, but he always took care of Captain Lou Albano because he was Vince is a loyal. Guy, no matter what, I mean, Vince is a ringmaster. Yes, he, uh, and he wants his circus the way he wants it. And if guys are gonna fucking do their thing, he'll still support them as long as they do the right thing by I, him. It to me, when Carl Anderson does that, I think it's uh, one of a few things where, like you said, he's kind of playing into that character that he's portraying. Um, or it could be sour grapes. It could be that too. Or it's just a, a, a bad time. Yeah. He did. He did post. The suicide thing, he did have an, an exchange with somebody, you know, who seemed to be, once again, this is all on the internet, so take it with a grain of salt. But a guy who was going through something, he told that guy to, to DM him, who knows what's happening. You know, I don't think, I think what he did was just a, a, a poorly timed thing. I don't think he meant it to be nefarious in, in, in any sense. But you're right. You're a thousand percent right. That's just the wrong time to be doing. It's a douche like move, and probably yeah. maybe he was inebriated because they do they do drink a lot. Yeah, and it's not a gimmick. They do drink a lot. He's he's a, he's he's gone on. I've seen him on Instagram with his wife, and his wife even fucking had to check him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Matt. The the medicine should be a tool, never a cure. That's right. It's a hundred percent right. Um, like I said, I'm here. Jay's here. We have a wonderful group of people. You ever want to reach out to somebody, you know, you're not alone. Yeah. You'll never be alone. Um, even if we can't help you, we'll put you in the right direction because, like I said, I, you know, I'm, I work for the number one hospital in New York, number six in the country, and I'm connected to the best fucking mental health physicians in the world. And even they could point me to shit that's out of state. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's not, it's that, you know, you don't have to be feeling a certain way and be because I didn't want to get help. I, I I was I was fighting it. I'm like you know, I felt like getting help was giving up. I felt like getting help was like being like like taking this taking the soft way. You know where where it's not it's not normally who I am. So either way, we'll move on. So I watched the NWA pay-per-view. I didn't watch the women's one. I downloaded it. I only saw uh, the end with Deanna Perrazzo jumping Mickey Cutlets. Mm -hmm. But apparently, um, what's her face retired? Um, Awesome Kong. Awesome Kong retired, and she looks like she needs to retire. She gained a lot of weight, and she got a bunch of issues, I think, medically, apparently. 
Um, I know she lost a baby a while back too. She's had a hard. She had a hard fucking life. That lady. So, um, but she's not in ring shape anymore, and she's and she's beat up. But she she was a great performer. Um, and it's. I'm glad they gave her that platform. Yeah, okay? absolutely. And that, and speaking of platforms. Okay, if uh, you you if you're listening to the rant feed about 15 to 20 minutes before the show started, I played Ric Flair's entire fucking promo from NWA 73, and part of me wasn't gonna do that. Part of me was like, maybe you shouldn't play the whole thing because he likes to ramp ramble on and he likes to cry a lot and he carries on. He's 70 fucking something years old, right? But around the nine minute and 44 second mark. He said something that we've been saying, yeah. that Choppy's been saying, that every one of the podcasts that we're a part of have been saying for the last several months, up to a couple of years, about branding and how pro wrestling needs the NWA and AEW and WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling and and Progress and PW and, and all these fucking feds, okay, Impact. Wrestling needs branding because then people have jobs. If people have jobs, they can showcase their skills. If they show, showcase their skills, they can advance in their career if they're that good. Okay? That's how it works. Who benefits? We do. We do. There's wrestling on all week now. Okay? <laughs> I said this and I said this the other day. I posted on Facebook. I'm like, when I was a kid, I had seven channels on my television set. Okay? Two of them had wrestling. And it was on weekends. Okay? I'm telling you, if you don't like what's going on, you can change a channel. You can click on your browser on your internet. You can do, you can switch your, your, your streaming services. You don't have to watch SmackDown. You don't have to watch Raw. You don't have to watch NXT. You can watch anything you want. You will get something out of anything that's going on in the world right now. And Ric Flair put it so eloquently, man. He was on point. He 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 thanked everybody. Mm-hmm. He thanked Triple H and Ric Flair and Taker and Shawn Michaels and Tony Khan. And then he thanked Billy Corgan, who who the next day was on Busted Open. And, and Flair said to him, hey, what can I say when I go out there? And Billy Corgan said, you're Ric fucking Flair. You could say whatever you want. And that's 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 what it is. And the venue, Jay, the fucking venue, they were in they were at the, by the chase, the they chase. were in St. Louis. The money that was made there, the the wrestlers, the history. Pastor Sadell is a native of the area. You talk to him, he talks about the chase all the time. Uh, you know, Flair it's just so like you it's it's profound. And and I tell you, the Trevor Murdoch match with Nick Aldis was was good, okay? Um, and the fact that there's a story with Trevor Murdoch being trained by Holly Race, yep. coming out with Holly Race's colors, Aldis being a champion for a gazillion days, okay? Yep. And basically carrying this fucking company between owners, by the way, yep. okay? Between owners. Just goes to show... Where the the industry is as a whole, where it's these drips and drabs of nostalgia, drips and drabs of this of the of the of the throwback, if you will, no pun intended. But like you know, it's for us, it's everything. For us, it's why we do this every week for the last nine years. For us, it's why 
you you want to watch it. I was invested emotionally. Like I was like, wow, the car wasn't great. Had great talent on it, but it wasn't great. Yeah. Okay. They they and but it was entertaining and it was different and it was like it reminded me of a fucking NWA TV taping from the 80s it's that studio feel you know they had they had the announcer jackets on with the patch yeah it was fucking dope they had a three man team I'm not very big on Velvet Sky doing commentary but you know what she's nice on the eyes uh-huh. I don't know what she sees in Bully Ray but that's besides the point <laughs> um, but again that kind of party it was good and Flair basically put the icing on this forbidden door cake, okay? He gave it the stamp of approval. He basically inadvertently said, you know what? It's fucking cool to jump from Fed to Fed. Yeah. It's cool to have an option. It's cool that all these kids are getting jobs now. You know, because back in the day, it was territories. And if your territory didn't want you, you got to wait for an opening for another territory. Yeah. Okay? So it's like, and you know why he did that? You know why he could say that? Because he was the greatest... NWA champion of all time, and I and I and I know I'm going against Thez and, and Reese and Briscoe and Funk, but I got to tell you, not because Ric Flair was in my era, because he was. He's still the greatest performer alive. He doesn't. Or obviously, thank God he doesn't wrestle anymore. But, yeah, thank God. But like, he can say these things, and it gives credibility to the business mm-hmm. in a whole. You know, it gives credibility to to the business and it makes you aware that it's not all bad. The marks have to fucking, they, 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 oh, wow, okay. Well, Ric Flair's going to cry about it. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, he, maybe he will. But he fucking earned that right. Yeah. Okay? If it wasn't for him, you wouldn't have all these fucking J-Brones around, you other feds, you know? I'll give you the floor, but that's how it is. And I'm, and I'm beside myself. I, I was... Beyond, I was telling my son, I was beyond stoked. I was just beyond happy that that went down like that. So, yeah, to me, I, I, I love, I love the promo. Um, like you said, and and it's exactly what we've been saying is that, you know, it's almost, it's almost close to a territory system. It's probably as close as it ever can be to a territory system, except now with contracts, which, you know, like them or, or don't like them, you know. Um, you know, it, it it can benefit, but I I just see I see a wide open lane right now of of somebody to do shots. You know, come in for fucking eight weeks, ten weeks, make a huge noise, and jump somewhere else. And how great would that be, Jay? I think I think it's there, and I think somebody has to fill that void. And you know, to me. My my pick was Samoa Joe. He was that was an easy easy fucking role for him to fit because he would just come in and just wreck house everywhere and then leave. Um, you know now you got the ROH, you got the NXT Impact, AEW, you know WWE. These are the big big five, you know. But then uh, New Japan for that matter. I'm just talking, you know, United States. You know, then you got smaller ones, you know, you got your GCWs, you got your PWGs, you got, what's the one out of Texas that uh, Hannibal's a part of? Um, Not Southwest Championship Wrestling, right? Ah, shit, I forget whatever the one that is in, in, in Texas, but that one's pretty big. Then you got Northeast Northeast Wrestling, whatever that is, NEW. Locally, you have WrestlePro. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, WrestlePro's a big, they just, they just went to Alaska. They have a Fed in Alaska. Yeah. Kevin Matthews runs it. You know, and... 
you know so like so, so right there and then it just shows you that we're it's 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 alive and it's it's alive and kicking ring of honor like yeah so like, to me to me you know nwa doing that you had Ric Flair come in, and I'm kind of glad that they give him. He wasn't as too rambly as I thought he would be. Um, you know, he, he did veer off a few ways, but you know, for the most part, he was he was spot on. And you know, like you said, like there, there, there's places to work, and this is where NWA needs to be. Uh, I'm curious to see where they go in the future. Um, they need they need some sort of an online presence, um, studio wrestling. I was a big fan of the, the the studio wrestling before all this stuff happened. Uh, get back to that, you know. You don't you don't need a lot of people in there. If you gotta have fucking vaccine cards and whatever the case may be, so be it. Um, just get back to storyline based wrestling. Uh, I love the match with Tim Storm. Uh, Tim Storm. I I I I thought that 50 was fifty something years old. Unbelievable. Looking looking unbelievable in the ring. Uh against who was it was it Crimson he was he was against? Uh, it was a triple threat matchup. Oh, it was matchup. against it was him, Jax, and uh oh, somebody else for the for the shot at yeah. the title. But, you know, so big things coming out of there, hopefully. That's what that's what I want to see. So I, I I think I think it's I think it's really, really good so far. I agree. I agree. Um. Anything else? No, I think that's it. I think we're we're running long, which is but it's a good long. We we, we had a week away, so we have a lot to say. Hashtag boss. Uh, you know, uh, and I'm excited for this throwback. What a fucking pick by you, Philly. I'm not gonna lie, man. Thank what you. What a fucking great pick. Thank you. I was so happy when I found it because we did a sec. I'll, we'll get into it when we get back. Let's take a quick break. Let's plug our friends. Thank you guys. The chat room is is um, is a uh, hopping tonight. You guys are awesome, by the way. I appreciate you guys. As Becky Lynch, the man is on SmackDown. Um, anyway, we are the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. We are live on the rant, and Lord Alfred Hayes, take us to the break. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge, have some laughs, because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m., on RantEMRadio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. Join the Mark Order Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at MarkOrderPod and on Facebook.com slash MarkOrderPod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. 
you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network, and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. I hope everybody tunes in to the podcast throwback. Turnbuckle, turnbuckle throwback. I know it, I know it, because it's been done to me so many times. But turnbuckle throwback. Tune in to the podcast. Back, Tumble Throwbacks, live on the rant, episode 420. It's Phil, it's Jay, chat room, and uh, can anybody guess what that theme music was from? Anybody guess before I uh, go into the throwback? Can anybody in the chat room guess, or anybody who's listening live on Rant EM? In all due respect, I would never be able to get it. I know you wouldn't. That's why I'm not asking you. <laughs> I would never be able to get that. That's why we're not asking you. I know you wouldn't get it, which is fine. Um, I want to play that music when I'm in the bathroom or in the elevator. <laughs> Actually, it's championship wrestling from Florida, circa 1985 is what it is. And um, what a throwback we have for you tonight. Shall we get into it, Jay? Yeah, this is yeah, you definitely got. Yeah, you ready? Yeah, yeah. All right, let me not talk. Over. <laughs> and now, here is your throwback of the week, sponsored by the Shining Wizards Network. 
and Rant EM Radio. All right. So you were saying, sir? This is uh I, I tell you this was this was when when you first sent it to me, I was like, What is, I, I don't even know anything about this. How this is So this <laughs> was in, in this was in kind of almost like a in memory of Eddie Graham type stuff. Okay. So well that yes yes and no. It was, it was a pseudo tribute show, but the bottom line is though, they um it just so happens that they Alright, so let's get into it. September 2nd, 1985. This aired on television in Florida and I'm probably in the Southeast. This is the NWA sponsoring championship wrestling from Florida. Okay, and it was a super card, alright? And it was syndicated basically... So what, from what I read, it was syndicated across the country, right? Because it featured the NWA, uh, the AWA, and I think Mid-South as well. Okay, and I believe I don't know if it was myself and Mega Powers or, or when Choppy first jumped on the, on the gig. Um, it was um, what do you call it? It was we did Battle of the Belts too. There's two of them, but we can never find the first one, right? So Jay mentioned that Mike Graham was doing color commentary with uh, the one and only the cool. Dean of Professional Wrestling. Uh-uh. I'm Gordon Sully. Uh, Gordon Soli, and in Florida 85, what did Dusty do now? <laughs> <laughs> Dusty gets mentioned, but I don't know. He's at this point. He's in. He's he's with Crockett at this point. Yeah. Um, but this is from the Sun Dome, from the University of uh, South Florida, Central Florida, one of those. Tampa. Tan- yeah, it's in Tampa, Florida, the Sun Dome. I don't have a head count. Seventy five hundred, I got. You got it. Yeah, okay. seventy five hundred paid. Which, um, yeah, w- which has got to be pretty good there, I assume. Uh, Florida was a hotbed. I think it was towards <sighs> the end. I think Dusty was booking here, though. I could have swore he was. I know he. Was I mean, this was eighty five. This is September eighty five. So this is fucking. He's he's. I watched him. He's he was in Crockett at this point. So, I don't know, dude. And I just lost my fucking internet. He um this I hate this fucking computer but man. But to me they hit it out of the park. This was and I thought I was really in store for something because the opening match the the lights kept going all off and on. So let's premise that. Um there was a there was a fucking t- hurricane. I think the hurricane was Elena. It was the name of the hurricane. Yeah. Okay. And during the first match um, <laughs> the light, t- the power kept going out, and they mentioned <laughs> that the that the place lost power. Yeah, before the thing even started. Let me get my fucking internet, my page back here. And yeah, and to me, like I said, reading reading up on it, Eddie Graham died earlier this year. Of yes, yes. Uh, tragically, you know. Speaking of Daphne, um, he was another one. It was uh, shotgun, right? She, yeah, shot himself, and you know, <clears throat> you know. Then tr- even more tragically, twenty five some odd years later, his son would do the same exact thing. Yeah, you guys need to look up Eddie Graham. If it wasn't for Eddie Graham, you wouldn't have Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. You wouldn't have Dusty Rhodes being being so influential in our era. Mm-hmm. Get, I'm sorry, get Jay. And so th- this was like you said, this was kind of in memory of him. Um, 
like I said, because I know a lot of guys. I mean, Eddie Eddie Graham's influence is just you just can't put it into words. How what he's actually meant to to uh, to professional wrestling in and of itself with his how he taught Sullivan, you know, Dusty, and how many guys got their start actually down there. Um, you know, and then like I said, I guess. This was put together. I mean, Mike Graham is doing um, color commentary, so I assume that he had some, he had a hand with it. I know. Well, he was he was the booker at that point because Florida started territory. Yeah, but they were basically swapping with Mid South and AWA and yep. Crockett Mid Atlantic. Well, that's what was good about this, and that's why like this is the it, it was essentially donned the 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 battle of the belts, you know, and you had a whole bunch of different. AWA had was here. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, Florida. There was a few of them here. Dallas was in it. Yes, just a few. Just a few uh, side notes. Uh, Gordon Soley was the reason why you see guys with neckties and headsets. By the way. Yeah. Okay, that's one number one. Number two, f- half a million people in Tampa were evacuated from their homes a few days earlier, and they were just getting clearance to come back into the city that morning. So air traffic coming into the city was a nightmare. Rick Martel didn't make the card. He was on the card. So just a couple of side How about there. that? So, oh, that's right. He was the AWA champion. Um, right. So um, at that, no, he won in 86. He wasn't the, he wasn't the AWA champion. No. He was? Oh, I think, Bach, think Bachwick was the champion. I think he was supposed to defend against Bach. I think Bachwick was supposed to fight him, yeah. I believe. Um, so I, you had to paint the picture there. It was like, so now you, the first match... Okay, and you get an idea of you watch the fans filling in, but like, who wants to come in? It's an open stadium. There's fucking lightning and thunder, right? It did rain, right? And on top of that, you're losing power. Yeah, big time. You're losing power. So your first match, Jay, um, your first match of the evening was my. We keep losing my fucking card here. Is the Hector and Chavo Classic, the Guerreros. Against the Crippler and the Grappler. Now the Crippler is not Chris Benoit; it's Rip Oliver. Yeah, which it was. It was actually kind of funny to see him. I never. I always heard of Rip Oliver, never seen him. I was like, holy shit! Right. So now half the lights in the arena go out. Like I said, they go to a commercial break. They come back from the commercial. All the lights go out. Gordon mentioned that there's a hell of a thunderstorm going on. <laughs> Verbatim, he says that. Um. And the grappler pretty much gets out wrestled, yeah, <laughs> by the Guerreros. Um, this is a good match, though. I mean, this was a great match. Uh, Guerreros are just uh, unbelievable babyface, getting the crowd into it, um, working their asses off. Um, it, it looked really, really good. And <clears throat> to me, you could see where where wrestling. You know, this was like uh, absolute. I think ahead of the time would be the right way to put it, right? Chavo, yes. Hector. You see, in some of the high flying stuff, like like you would see in Mexico, which nobody watched at that point, nobody knew about it really, like, unless you're a lucha fan. The the PS six brawls you see outside the ring that was still kind of like not new, but new enough to that kind of style, right? To that to the, to the, to, the, to the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the heels. Getting the rest or the or the face team or the face wrestler going out and getting his revenge or vice versa, right? Yeah. You know, you saw a rowboat, which you really didn't see a lot. 
you know, you saw Rowboat, unless you watched fucking, like I said, you listen to watch the rest, um, you know, unless you watching CMLL. Yeah. At the time, well, AAA. Um, then the heels get it, they, they, um, they get the, the advantage again. Yeah, they, they, they were beating down Hector for a while, long while. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, and, and like I said, maybe because I just remember Raven doing it. Raven clearly got it from Rip Oliver, whether he was loading up the boot. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I love that old school way of thinking, like that old, that, that way of going about stuff. Well, before even that, um, like you said, Hector was getting beat on. Yeah. He goes to the wrong corner, right? The feed gives out. They have a police standby graphic, <laughs> right? Yeah, in the middle of the match. Right. And then, um, there was a, hold on, where is it? Where's, you see the loaded boot you're saying, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, Hector no sells an atomic drop. So then hits one of his own. It hits one after, right after. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> so the grappler accidentally knocked down his own partner with the third, with the loaded 13 pound yeah, boot, as Gordon Sully would you, say. Did you hear it? Oh, that, that weighs in about 13 pounds. It's like, oh my God. It's like, but you know, he's, he's selling the fact. And especially, I just love the overselling of him slamming the boot on the mat, trying to, you know, to load it up. I just, I love that storytelling. And, and to me, that's what professional wrestling is about. Yeah. Um, the ring announcer said Hector and Charo. Yeah. Gucci, <laughs> <laughs> Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. Yeah. If you get that reference, then you're fucking old. Yep. Just like me. Um, all right. Your next match. I did some research on this one, Jay. Yeah, Rip Rogers is another one. I, I've always heard of Rip Rogers. The Hustler. Rip yeah. Rogers is a is a well-known veteran of, of the squared circle. He trained a ton of guys. He's very active on social media. He's he's one of the guys that you that w- you would benefit from in an NXT or an OBW type of deal. He was a trainer in OBW, I believe. Yeah. Uh, his his real life wife at the time, Miss Brenda, was his manager. Ah, oh, all right. Okay. And she was w- a, she was a hell of a looker. Was she was all the way live? She was all the way all live. All the way live for eighty five. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, you know what? I could and I said it. I was like, I said there was nobody in here. I forgot about Miss Maxine, Mad Maxine. Nah, she's not uh, nothing to look six, at. Six she, foot four. She's a German wrestler. Um, she she gets a gimmick from the Mad Max movie. Obviously, she had the punk hair and the, the spikes and everything. She was a six foot four wrestler from Germany. Uh, she wrestled in a uh, bunch of territories for a little while. She she she, she was. I think she was in WWF for like a hot second. She's like for five minutes. Yes, yeah. she was. She was trained by Donna Cristinello and Fabulous Moolah, I believe. And she actually was became a photographer. Oh no shit! Yeah, yeah. Now she's coming out with Coco Samoa. Yeah. Now Coco Samoa. We don't know if he's a close friend or a legit relative of Jimmy Snooker, if you ask somebody. If you look at him... Oh, dude, you see his, you see his past? Yeah. Oh, he, I didn't see his past, He's no. done time for, for, for moving Yayo. <laughs> okay? <laughs> he's done... He's done... Uh, he's, this guy's got a fucking story. You have to look him up. I, I can, I can, I, we can actually do a podcast on Coco Samoa. We should do it. He's a fucking hot mess, this guy. Isn't hey, that something? Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, um, she she was in she was in WWF like six seconds in earlier that year. Yeah, um, but didn't get anywhere really. She, uh, I thought I thought she looked great. I don't know, maybe I just like. Well, she had like, a look. For, I mean, for eighty five, you're a girl, you're six foot four, and you dress like your fucking Mel Gibson from Mad Max. Normally, that would put you over, but wrestling was not. Was not her women's wrestling was not prominent yeah. in, in the eighties. It was a fucking. It was considered a, an attraction. 
it was considered a sideshow. It was a, considered the, the curtain jerk of the undercard. Mm-hmm. No one main evented women's matches until the fucking until the Attitude Era. Okay, so so it's Coco Samoa versus the Hustler, Rip Rogers, and it wasn't a really bad match. I mean, no, it, was, it wasn't. It was you know it was. It, it, I mean, Coco Samoa definitely. I don't even know if he's Samoan. Honestly, he he he. I mean, he looked he looked like Jimmy Snuka. He looked like C.V. Offie's like dad. <laughs> if C.V. Offie's dad was like fucking was like a, a you know a, a bouncer in a Fiji club, you know that that's <laughs> what he looked like. Um, I I gotta look up his past now. Jay, you curious. have to, you have I'm to. Curious as fuck. So Rip at one point gets tangled into the ropes like like the Andre spot, and he gets up. Tries to get out of the way. Coco connects him with a body press. Uh, Coco fights back with a bunch of punches and uh, a couple of headbutts for a two count. Um, Miss Brenda gets on the apron to alert the ref of the presence of Maxine, who tried to interfe- tried to help out. Yeah, the ref turns his back on to Brenda long enough for her to KO Coco with a purse. Purse was very prominent back then. Yes, Missy Hyatt, Missy Hyatt, Baby it. Doll, all the chicks, all the chick, all the all the heel heel valets had loaded fucking purses. Um, so that's that, that's a deal, okay? That was a big deal. Um, so the ref turns back to get Brenda out of the ring, gives Maxine the opening to interfere with a body slam, mm-hmm. and Coco lands on Rogers for the for the for the three. Uh, a bunch of blown spots, really. But it, 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 it was it was clunky as hell. Um, at one point, you can hear Rip Rogers yell at the referee, "Get in between us," <laughs> you know, like. You, it, it it was clunky. Um, like I said, to to me, I I never I he was another name I've always heard. Um, and was surprised to see great look. You know, you could see obviously his impact on the business. Um, yeah, guys, if you want to watch along, it's Battle of the Belts. Just type in CWF NWA Battle of the Belts one. Sorry, yeah, Jay. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and like I said. These are good. No, you said that you you might have done the second one. Yeah, I have to look it up. I mean, we could do it again. I'm not, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't yeah. care. I mean, we, we got it because because the second card looks just as good, if not better. And yeah, I think it's got the best um, Wyndham flare match on it. Um, but anyway, uh, Coco Samoa uh, apparently he has a very checkered uh, history, which is probably more prominent than his wrestling career. So I'm gonna look into that. Correct. Correct. Okay. This match popped me so hard. I was, I was, I completely, completely forgot that Barry Horowitz had another life. Barry Horowitz, aka Jack Hart, was was the Florida heavyweight champion. Yeah. Now, I'll paint the picture for you. In 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 the, in, in the territory days, if you had if you had a, a belt in certain regions of the of the whole of the whole of the whole NWA it kind of gave you um some notoriety okay for those who don't know Jack Hart is actually Barry Horowitz the legendary yeah. WWF enhancement talent Barry Horowitz who came out to Van Halen's jump by the way isn't that fucking great <laughs> alright and that's the other thing too I loved about this like they had the original music locked in like you know this was an old copy like no, no WWE dubbed over shit yeah Managed by Percival Pringle the third, aka Paul Barra, aka the boss man. That's what they called him, the boss man, Percy Pringle. Who basically Percy was in 
Dallas at that point prominently. He was in the world champ, world class for a while, and he went back and forth. He had guys. Um, but did you hear Gordon Sully go on a tangent about Percy Pringle's mom was supposed to be in the attendance because of bad weather? She had to yes, stay home. Yes, which is fucking weird to me. I wish I had that fucking. Uh, so, so um, yeah. So he he's putting up the belt against the illegitimate horseman Kendall Wyndham, who's got to be at least twenty one years old. At this yes. point, he's very young. He looks like Barry Wyndham on fucking Slim Fast. Right. Oh, he just—he looked he's tall, lanky. Six? What is he? Six, six, something like that. He's lanky as fuck. Um, he's a hundred. Not a bad worker. So Kendall gets some impressive air, right? But Hart gets a bear hug. But the bear hug, bear hug doesn't quite have that impact because Wyndham's a two hundred and fifteen pound wrestler. Oh no, I'm sorry, Barry Horowitz is two hundred fifteen pounds, and apparently Kendall Wyndham was under two hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. He's about one seventy five, one eighty. And Pringle at at ringside just screaming like a like a woman, which is what he did, right? Um, but the match was actually pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good. Um, so Kendall was getting beat for most of the match, and you know they this is the territory's champion, by the way. So Kendall finally shows some signs of life. Hart puts a stop to that with another bell hug, and. It just it goes back and forth. Um, let me here we get let me get to it right now. Um, was my notes? Yeah, yeah. So Kendall hits a body press. Uh-huh, I'm sorry. Kendall sets up the stampede. They called it the stampede. It was a bulldog. Yeah. Um, but Hart get, goes to the eyes, misses the clothesline. Kendall hits the body press for the three. He won the mat the title with a body press for the three. Um, so I, and and uh, you know Horowitz looked excellent worker. I mean. Completely. I mean, he had. A, he had. A, I mean, he definitely had a good enough run in WWF. I mean, enhancement guy, jobber guy, yes. Um, but he had a good run. In this match, he was a star. Like he was. He, he was, was the territory's champion. Yeah, he was. So good. you could tell where the Fed was going at that point. Um, they didn't have a, a prominent roster. I mean, it, it, you know, Eddie Graham is gone. Mike Graham's running the show. No Dusty. No Kevin Sullivan. Mm-hmm. You know. He, the Road Warriors weren't there. They were in the AWA at that point. They didn't even get the Crockett yet, you know. They were in Georgia before that, so it's like you know you don't get whatever. Um, so so now he wins the title. I think territory was just giving up. Territory was like it just, just good. It was changing in the guards for that matter. Yeah. Now I know why Mike Graham killed himself because he couldn't fucking. Oh. I'm, joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um. I don't know who Coach John Heath was, but I, I guess no he's idea. a local guy. He was doing the backstage commentary. He talks to Holly Race, who's teaming up with Stan Hansen tonight, Jay. Yes. One of, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. To fight my favorite tag team of all time, the Road Warriors, for the AWA Tag Team Championship. He said before the Roadhogs came along, he and Larry Henning held those belts for four years straight. And then he won- and after he's done with that, he wants to- he- after he wins the belts, he still wants a piece of flair. Or Wahoo, whoever wins that match later on. In the, you know. And by the way, the Battle of the Belts is brought to you by Champion Appliances. So, that was the commercial. Champion Appliances. Champion Appliances, where you too can get yourself a fucking toaster from, from Tampa, Florida. And don't throw it in the bathtub while it's plugged in, okay? All right. Let's see here. Your next match was for the Southern Heavyweight Championship. Now, is this the AWA Southern Heavyweight Championship, Jay? No, no, I think this, this was uh, Dallas. Dallas. Okay, this yeah. was Dallas. All right. 
Ravishing Rick Rude with, again, Percy Pringle coming out to Smooth Operator. It was either Dallas, Billy ha- Jack Haynes. Yeah, it was well, Billy Jack Dallas. Haynes wrestled for Don Owens in Portland. Yeah, but he, but he might have been in Florida as well. This might have been. But he was in Florida, yeah. Yeah, so this might have been CWF as well. Right, so Southern Heavyweight Championship, Ravishing Rick Rude. Looking, this is right before his, his NWA tag title run with the Raging Bull Manny Fernandez. You're about a year removed before that. Yeah. Um, Ravishing Rick Rude built, being built from Beverly Hills, California. <laughs> he looked like a fucking stud here. Dude, he looked like... Who was the dude that played Pee Wee Herman's double? Remember the Pee Wee Herman movie? And he, they, when, in, Remember Pee Wee's Big Adventure at the end of the movie where his movie comes out? Yeah. And the dude that plays him, I forgot his name. No. Morgan Fairchild is the chick, but the, the actor, Paging Mr. Herman, Mr. Herman. No. He looked like Secret Agent P.W. Herman. Anyway, um, hold on. Now I got to look it up. Give me one second. I should have looked up before that, but I should have. Uh, but Rick Rude looked just one unbelievable shape. Uh, Billy Jack Haynes, for that matter, too. Has anybody aged ungracefully? <laughs> More than uh, than Billy Jack Haynes, he looks unbelievably different. James Brolin. Oh, he looked yeah. like G- he looked like James Brolin with a fucking six pack. Oh okay. yeah. Okay. Paging Mister Herbert, Mister Herbert, you have a telephone call at the front desk. <laughs> um, Ravishing Regrew coming out to smooth operator. Yes. His is. opponent, Billy Jack Haynes, the king of the master of the fucking full Nelson at that point. Yep. And Billy Jack Haynes showing his NWA pride by rocking the NWA tights. I thought it was pretty dope. Um, so Gordon has the presence of mind to justify to first time viewers that there's a Southern heavyweight title and Florida heavyweight title. So, mm-hmm. so he did, he did, he did. I just read that. So, um, so, it was a Florida title. I I stand corrected. Yeah. Um. So let's see here. Let me see here. Let me see here. Yeah. So Rude goes for a suplex. Billy Jack Haynes reverses it and they collapse in the mat. They, I mean, they've been fighting for like fucking twenty minutes at this point, and they're big guys. So you know. So Haynes rolls out of the ring, rolls out of the way. I'm sorry. Puts and starts putting the boots to Rude. Backbreaker elbow gets the two. Attempts a press slam. Percy Pringle gets involved. Yeah. Rude gets the opening. Clubs Hayes over the head with, uh, with Percy's cane. Well, he, it came, uh, Percy did that great spot with the cane when he ripped his legs out underneath him. Referee didn't see. Uh, it, it, it looked it looked a little clunky, but I, it was very effective. Dusty finish, though. Big time. Dusty finish. Uh, so, Percy KO. We KO um, Billy Jack Haynes, as, as Bobby Heenan would say, Billy Jerk. Yeah. Uh, for the three count. And so, so uh, Rick Rude retains his Southern Heavyweight Championship. So they're still a champion in Florida. They go back to Kendall Wyndham. Thanks everybody for their support. No one cares about Kendall Wyndham. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, it's he obviously the son son of uh, you know Blackjack Mulligan, brother of Barry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kendall wasn't a bad worker. He just it just he was. He looked like Sam Houston to me, like just just he, a blonde version he was of a Sam knock, Houston. Yeah, he was like a knockoff of Sam great, Houston. Great, great That's perfect. Great worker. Sam Houston could work though. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. can Kendall Wyndham. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, for all intents and purposes. But you, you're just not when when you're in the ring with you know Barry Horowitz, who you know in and of itself, compared to other guys, isn't exactly like the greatest looking wrestler, but he at least looked like a wrestler. You know, so to me. 
you know, even like you could just, it's just got Florida written all over it. Obviously, you know, that's where they are in memory of Eddie Graham, all this stuff. Uh, and I got to say, before we get to the next match, because I love this next match. I actually watched it here because, <laughs> you know, I had no, had no time or whatever. But I love this next match. But Mike Graham at uh, Color Commentary, it just, eh, you know, well, I, 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 I hate to talk ill of the dead, but man, for somebody that threw so many fucking jabs at people. Can I just play something that, that reminds you of Rick Rude? Yeah. I'm sorry. Paging Mr. Herman. <laughs> Mr. Herman, you have a telephone call at the front desk. Sorry. Gad <laughs> Jay. He, uh, you know, uh, Graham, uh, Mike Graham just was not good. Like, no, no, no. He, Poor he, Mike. He tried. He, he he did have that. He gave you the former wrestler. But, like, you're, you're Mike Graham. I, I, I hate to, and like I said, I hate to speak ill of the dead, you know, but, and tragically how he went and. Yeah, it's all just, this it, stuff. Yeah, I joke. Just, I joke, but it was really sad. That, yeah, you know, the, the Von Erichs, the Grams. It's just a fucking sad story. Even to find out too that uh, Eddie Graham's father died the same way. That, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh that's, wow. That's that's troubling right there. That's the it's a mental health issue, and this is why I tell you guys it's it's a sickness, man. Yeah. It's fucking sad, you know. But um, but yeah, it was. It just you know, it, it's like he he gave you insight. Yes. But if you know, it's coming from Mike Graham. You know, I, I don't know. I, I just... It I, just... It, yeah, Mike Graham is, was a whatever, good, ta- good tag team wrestler, yeah. not a good commentator. Whatever, whatever, you know, pace Gordon Soley had, you know, it was abruptly put to a halt when Mike Graham started talking, essentially. All right, partner. So we kick it back to backstage again where the uh, mean gene of, of, of uh, ah. championship wrestling from Florida, Buddy Colt. Yep. Talks to the Road Warriors and precious Paul Ellering, who were completely well. unrec- unrecognizable when he shaves, by the yep. way, um, about their match, the Road Warriors are uh, defending the AW, which the AWA tag team titles, by the way, are beautiful. Yes. If, if Richie, if you're listening, we need to help me to look into how I can acquire uh, a set of those. Yeah. Because I, I love the AWA Tag Team Champions. They, they look they, good. They look so good. Yeah. They, they, them and at that, that era's WWF Tag Titles, the blue and the, the blue and the silver and the red. I like, any, I like anything with color on top of the silver. Okay, it's, yeah. It's gorgeous. Um, this is when the NWA and the NWA attempted to cooperate in the same name of taking down Vince. Mm-hmm. But it went to shit because David Crockett fucking posts all the talent. So it really <laughs> didn't matter. Yeah. Um, Hanson and Race. I mean, just you know, this went to the aisles. I mean, it was, it was a bunch of no selling for like a hot minute. Stan Hanson at one point he clobbed his fucking. I I, I want to say Hawk. Yeah. With the cowbell was an animal. He clocked I, again. Bill Alfonso, by the way, referee for most of these yeah. matches. Bill Alfonso and and I, I, ironically, um. Gordon Sully makes a reference on how Bill Alfonso is, is not only is he a trained referee in wrestling, but also in karate and boxing. By the way, <laughs> he's he's a, he's a, yeah. So only insight you can give, right? It's, uh, that's good. Yeah. So everybody, get, I, this went is a fucking PS six brawl right before from, the match even started. Right as soon as they the ring announcer kind of fucked up a little bit during during a Road Warriors uh, entrance. You know the. Iron Man starting there. Yeah. He's, he's announcing fucking Harley Race and 
and Hanson, um, as soon as they get to the ring, it's just, it's off. And so, Stan Hanson. my favorite match of the card. Stan Hansen and fucking Animal are just clobbering each other. <laughs> it is Animal. Uh, it's just <laughs> laying it in. And then you look over to the other side of the ring, and then it's Hawk and, and Holly. And Holly is laying, laying into Hawk. And Hawk is absolutely, without a doubt, taking care of Holly. You get to, he's, he's hitting him. But it isn't like the other ones, that's for sure. But but in, in the same breath, Hawk does Hawk does do some justice. And oh so, yeah. So Holly tags in. Hawk gets to cho- gets chokes the life out of him. By the way, Ray suplexes his way to freedom. Hanson tags in, connects with a pile driver, and Hawk sells the pile driver. Yes. Hawk sells the pile driver. I was waiting to see him pop up. Um, yeah, he sold the pile driver. I'm sorry, again. And 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 there was a few point, and there was a few moments. Something happened with Holly with his right leg. Uh, just to see how f- fucking tough this guy is, he he does something. He comes off the ropes, and I think he just pivoted the wrong way. He probably just tweaked his knee. Nothing too serious, but he was selling it, and the the motherfucker didn't get out of the ring. Like there was no, there's no X symbol here. There's no uh, the match is gonna end. Holly just got up and dealt with that shit, and he's and he's wrestling the fucking road. Well, Holly's pissed because. Race tags in just in time for Hawk to get a second win. They threw punches and then he the, they bungled the press slam. Maybe that's where he yes, messed up his leg. Is that maybe. what you're talking about? Okay. I, I think it happened before that, but he, you could tell that he uh, Hawk didn't get him up enough and wh- whatever. Like he just threw him down on his leg. But man, Holly is just he's just a tough motherfucker. Um. Okay. So yeah, and I, I, I'm sure Hawk got a talking to him. Oh, about, that, that. yeah. Bro on the floor again. Um, it just insane. It was, it's just, I mean, it's countout at this point, double countout. Yeah. Um, just, just an ultra fucking juicy manly PS six brawl, which just, is just, of, I, I mean, some of it, three of my just, favorite wrestlers, four of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Yeah, and and it it really was like it really really was fucking stiff, and it it was good. Like I said, to me, um. I like the main event a lot more. Once again, I watched it here. Uh, you know, pulling back the curtain. I, I wish I wish I would have watched it with the sound on just to hear the chops. Oh yeah, well, we'll get into that in a few minutes. Uh, we go back to Buddy Cole, who's talking to Ric Flair. Yeah, and Wahoo McDaniel insists that there's nobody that alive that can beat him twice in one night. Although Flair just has to prove it, prove him wrong, whatever, whatever. And I stand corrected. I'm sorry, Rick Flair. Oh, uh, Rick Martel was the AWA champion. Yeah, against Bach. He's supposed to defend against Bachwinkle. This was so I I thought he won in eighty five. He won in eighty five. He lost in eighty six. And that was the whole that was the whole thing with uh, Stan Hansen when he when he wanted to leave, wouldn't get the belt back. He ran over with the truck or whatever. So, well, could, like I said, I mean this this match was something. He fought Frankie Lane, who yeah. was a, a a journeyman at that point. As a job. I mean, I guess I guess literally the weather isn't helping. Like there is nobody left. Um, Frankie Lane probably was hanging out and was like, okay, guess what? You're wrestling tonight. Yeah. Like, and it looked like Bachwinkle was not happy with some, with something that Frankie Lane did because... He kicks the shit out of him, ki- right? He, yeah, at the end, oh. he fucking laid him out. I was like, whoa, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and like Bachwinkle looked at him, gave him a look like, hey, kid, like get the fuck away. I, I mean, Nick Bachwinkle is an established... Technical wrestler, if 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 you if a if you if you're listen, if you're a job guy, you're a journey guy, and you're on a major card, 
And you're wrestling probably one of the best wrestlers who's a little over his prime. Yeah. You might you might not want to piss somebody off like that in the ring, but he he did. He fucking got pum- he got pummeled for three oh minutes. Oh my god! I thought it was fantastic. By the way, I like I said, I wish you you know Rick Martel against Nick Bockwinkel. I I mean I good it, matches. It they makes had. me want to like look it up. You know, see they they've had matches together. So, but I I mean that's something that obviously you can't account for with the weather and everything. We you know we just dealt with it here. You know, but if you. If you lose, if you lose a, a, a star of the Rick Martel's caliber, uh, caliber, you you can't um, that late in the night. Yeah, you can't. You gotta, you gotta up. shoot up. You can't just throw. All right, who do we got laying around here? You know. Um, I mean, you could have had like you could have threw race or anybody like you could, somebody. I mean, I mean, I know storyline would have sucked, but I mean, yeah, you could. You, you had there had to be somebody. A name of some sort, but I, listen, you got to do what you got to do, you know. And Nick Bockwinkle, not Nick Bockwinkle's there. You got to do what you got to do, you know. Frankie Lane got the fucking lesson of his life, though. Oh my god! I can don't tell you fucking that. piss off. Don't Nick piss Bockwinkle. off Nick Bockwinkle. Don't piss off any of those old dudes. Don't man. misuse that that word. And don't piss off. Don't piss off. Uh, Stan Hansen. Don't piss off Holly Race. Yeah. <laughs> All three. There's three dudes that you probably don't want to even walk into a bar. And they had them sitting there, and if they're in a pissy mood, they'd probably fucking slap the, t- the taste out of your mouth, literally. Okay, your, your main event, this is a great, this is such a fun card, dude. Yeah. Your main event is the NWA Heavyweight Championship of the World, two out of three falls, the Nature Boy Ric Flair versus Wahoo McDaniel, or McDaniels, depending on who you fucking talk to. <laughs> the, this ring announcer was was the shits. Yes. He refers to it as the National World Alliance, right? Oh, God. He, he, Flair who's, it, ha- who's it, Michael Buffer? No. He, he, um, he, Flair hails from Minneapolis, even though he officially moved to Charlotte two years prior. So, mm-hmm. all right. This is two out of three falls. I, when I first texted Jay with this, with this, um, with this card and said, this is what I want to do this weekend. And now Jay responded right away, like, yeah, this is fantastic. And I, and I, and I said, just, just I know, because every time you'd watch NWA and Flair would call out his opponent that he's fight, he'd always call out Wahoo. Yep. Always call out Dusty. Always call out Holly Race. Always call out any. And Wahoo was one of those guys that another legit tough guy, like was very proud of his Native American uh, gimmick. You know, apparently wore the headdress everywhere. Before customs had a problem with it, right? <laughs> um, but anybody who knew him that you read about or you do shooting interviews, you, you watch who you shoot interviews about, uh, Wahoo was the real deal. Play, played in the NFL mm-hmm. for the Jets. He was uh, just a tough dude, like a grounded guy, very grounded, stocky dude, didn't fuck around. Um, and just, he he was one of those dudes that when you watch this match, and like I said, it's two out of three falls. Um, he can fucking wrist lock you to death, or he can cut the ring off and just and just beat the shit out of you. It, you know? it, and that's what I mean. Like watching like the 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 blows laid in, it was almost like a like a New Japan style match where they were just they were laying it in, very stiff. They were laying in the leather, even the punches. You couldn't fit a sheet of paper in, in between some of them, and you know Wahoo. I mean, for his fucking credit, I mean there is no. There's no mincing words. Wow. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen 
a Wahoo match like this. I, I, we don't I, give like we said, don't give him enough props on the show. We have he, to we have to cover him more. He he. This match was about forty five minutes long, and Wahoo was in it the whole time, the absolute whole time. It was such a a, a sight to see. You know, um, and early on, Ric Flair looks like he gets hard weight, probably from a fingernail or, or something. Did you see the spot where um, Wahoo catches him off the ropes and then does a drop toe hold and won't let go of the leg? Yep. And then he just drops his knees across the leg? Yeah. Like, fuck you, where you going? Again, cutting off the ring and to it, like, just punishing his opponent. Yeah. Like an on Anderson type move, like, you know, work on that one body part. Like he, the Andersons, I should say. Yeah. The he, Minnesota Wrecking Crew. He, uh... And like I said, they were laying in the leather, doing the chops. Wahoo's chops to the top of the head just look just look menacing. Uh, and he's an unbelievable. If you look at Wahoo, one one got to be one got to be one of the ugliest wrestlers I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, and he looks like he drinks a lot. He looks yeah. like one of those. He look. And I, I hate. This, he looks like a stereotypical Indian who like was bitter against the the, the white man. Hung out in a reservation, <laughs> beat up all his friends in the casino, yeah. and drank every fucking day. But he's the toughest guy on the planet on, on the reservation. On, on and, and like I said, especially seeing him inside that match, his don't let the looks deceive you. This guy went. Uh, oh God! Yeah. And like I said, the match was forty five minutes long. Yeah, the first or well, the first fall um, didn't happen until about. Th- 20-something, 30 minutes. So he hard chops and dazes Flair. Flair falls to the mat. Flair fucking sells so good. Yep. Uh, more chops are traded. I want to I want to see their chest at the end of that match. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, a sleeper hole by Wahoo. Yep. Flair fights for his life, makes up to the ropes, but he can't hang on, passes out. And, pin- Wa- and, and gets pinned. And gets fucking pinned. Wahoo takes the first fall. Would you say like 25, 30 minutes in, right? Yeah, you said? And, and to me, that, that starts, and that is a pivotal... Moment in the match because he loses by the the sleeper hold. So yeah, so now in the second fall, um, more chops are being served up, you know, um, but Wahoo goes f- to the floor for a breather. Flair pounces on him, rolls him back in, twists the ankle with one arm while slapping Wahoo with the other. Yeah, Flair gets the figure four. Wahoo reverses it. Flair goes. Goes, Flair, let's go. Mike Graham's talking about all the matches he won with the figure four. That's funny. Um, that I just want to put that in there. That, um, yeah. he's calling a match, but you know, within the confines of K Fabi, fucking makes everybody, you know, whatever. But, um, Flair gets frustrated, fires punches to now Wahoo's hard weight. I'm not yeah. bleeding, I don't say hard weight, but he's bleeding. Um, let's see, let's see. Like I said, then, uh, the referee Bill Alfonso gets he gets uh, ref bumped. Gets bumped at, at at that time, and then uh, did you catch the thing? Fucking Mike Graham said when they were talking about the time limit in it. He says, "Oh, I know how. how I know how wrestling one hour draws on numerous occasions. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes." Like, shut the fuck up, oh, Mike Graham. Shut the fuck up, Mike Graham. You're awful. You know, you kind of glad you didn't watch it. You watch yeah. it on mute. <laughs> but you know, like I said, that that's a hilarious thing, and that just plays into you know, like it's the time, man. It's it's something that you would. Like whatever, man. Like it's yeah. almost like accepted, you know. Like you, like when you watch NWA, you knew Jim Cornette was going to come out and cut a fucking insane promo every week, right? But it, it it was it was good timing, you know. When when the ref goes down, they they roll to the outside. He hits um, the backslide, right? He hits Wahoo uh, a few times, you know, into the post, dazes him, and that's the only way to. Oh get yeah, him. Wahoo eats the post. Bill yeah. Alfonso wakes up, right? Yeah. Correct, correct. And 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 like I said, to me, w- once again. 
looking at it, I, I guess through these lenses, is just the storytelling that that's involved in that. Like you don't yeah. catch it at first, right? Yeah, you know, Wahoo eats the post, yeah. and then Flair rolls him back up for the fucking three count. And like I said, they uh, they're going they're going right out of it. And um, like I said, at, at this moment, um, you got to be Wahoo applies the sleeper again. So now this is where we go into it, and now. I never knew that this was. I always thought Rick, uh, Bret Hart was the one that fucking. Started oh, the count that. off the turnbuckle. Yes, yes. Rick Flair, Flair did it. He didn't do it as pretty as fucking as um as Bret Hart. Fucking tremendous. But though. in the in the line for the story uh, of the match, it was perfect because both guys are out of it. They're giving it their all. Rick Flair does a sloppy, um, kind of like a sloppy push you off and lands on top of him doesn't fully roll through he's just laying on top of him wahoo still has the sleeper hold on alfonso counts to three um wahoo's confused by it he thinks he won great selling job by wahoo correct not understanding what do you mean you know not understanding it flair at this point was busted open this this was a fucking great match. Ah, uh, to me, this was the match of the night. I apparently I we got logged it. off of Facebook, so ah, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, something happened with the internet, I think, because it because it 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 must have something must have happened because I had to refresh my page. So. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. But uh, this this was this was a great match. I I, I think this was such a great card. Um, I know they revised it. Years later, ROH did a Eddie Graham Memorial Tournament, which I didn't know until I looked it up. Yeah, but um, this was such a great concept. What what a finish to the match! Um, they and almost an hour they went. And to me, what I really enjoyed about it was, especially at the end, the the real sports feel of they kept going back to it, showing you what happened. Like the 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 real the real feel of 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 it like that, and it, it was such a great great thing to see Flair in his prime, you know. Even Flair at this at this point was in his mid thirties, and Wahoo was was older than him. But man, you never would think that Wahoo can go that long if you looked at him at that age, and. And Wahoo sticks around for another few years. He sticks around for another two, three years at this point. Yeah. So this now was he, such go, a great match. He follows Flair up to fucking to Crockett. Yeah. So this was such a great match. Um, I'm excited. We definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm calling. We got to do two. Okay. Uh, we got to do the Battle of the Belts too. Um, we'll see when it happened. I, I wonder if it happened. In, probably the next year. <coughs> yeah, excuse me. Yeah, it probably happened in the next year. So. But, uh, but yeah, that was really, really fucking fun. Um, all right, so programming note: the copcation continues. Jay will be away next weekend. Yeah, uh, we're gonna try to get something in. I may work something out. I don't know what's going on next weekend. I know there's a special birthday uh, next weekend that I have to celebrate with someone. So I'll mention that next week on the show. And um, and I think. We'll work out something. You might get me. You might get me with a special guest. You might get some. You might get something. But we you, gotta, yeah, we're gonna. We we'll work. We'll work something out. We might. My Jay might. Jay and I might pre-record um, something during the week. Live to tape. Live to tape. So either way, you're getting some programming notes. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com this week. All of our shirts are twenty percent off. Labor Day sale. Labor Day sale. 
Um, even if you don't buy one of our shirts, go buy go buy a CM Punk shirt and fucking crash the internet again. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, buy one of our shirts, man. Dang shirt that Ray Mysterio stole the logo from. <laughs> fucking what a thief. Mo- fucking Mugtang over there. Thief. But um, yeah. So go do that, and uh, I guess we're I guess we'll wrap it up. Yeah, we can wrap it up. So yeah, yeah, it's on all the social media handles. Uh, glad to be back. Episode four, that was episode four twenty in the books. Yeah. Smoke, smoke them if you got them, folks. Yeah, that's it. Smoke them if you got them. Uh, special thanks to my cousin Richie who found both my Bam Bam Bigelow figure and my Big John Stud no figure. Oh, shit. So thank you to him and Megan. Awesome. They sent them out to me today. I should be getting my Wednesday. Um, thank you to everybody who reached out, man. And guys, again, like I said, please, 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 if you're hurting, talk to somebody. All right? We're here for you. Even if it's not us. Yeah. Have a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy your Labor Day. Stay safe. Uh, keep a tight ass. Don't get arrested. And uh, avoid the clap. Avoid the clap. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie.